Welcome back to 10 Things Podcast. I am in Hanging Motorsports Studio, and I am your host, Robert Vierhout, and I have Adam Nielsen on Zoom, and back by popular demand, it is certainly popular Don less. Boss from Tech Boss Inc. I, I, I just realized, I, just to, I totally realized. I, LLC, that's all it says. LLC. So. so thanks for coming on, Don, again. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Uh, I didn't think it was actually going to happen, and here we are. There is Wait. one thing that I want to suggest, and is that you speak louder. That's Louder? That, yes, that is the only complaint I had while editing this. I was like, shit, they're on the same channel, but Adam is louder. <laughs> Probably because I'm setting um, my microphones about two feet away from me, and Adam has one here. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try to be better about balancing that this time. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. I'll try to move this closer because the camera and the microphone are on the same mount. So it's just going to be like my forehead. Also, if this was, if I was a very good professional podcaster, I would have talked about this before the show. Yeah. Instead of telling you during the show. Yeah. But I've been be- getting pointers from other shows and that's how they do it. Things we are not. Professional? Professional. Yeah. No. God, no. This is just not us. Organized. Not we're known for. Nope. nope, not that either. Is that any better? It's not within a twelve inches. I think it's better. Here, I'll turn mine down. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're pretty good. Plus, levels, I, I, levels. Yeah, yeah I, levels. I, I try to balance it, and no one complained, voc- like loudly to me about it. I'm not. On fa- I'm not on Facebook very much anymore. So if they are complaining, I don't see it. I didn't notice it being that different when I would listen to some of it. Okay. Well, that means my, my balancing uh, or my uh, equalization stuff's working, and I'll try to do a better job of actually touching the Zoom thing. Yeah. Touch it. Oh, yeah. I'll touch it. Hey. Well, that's nice. Hey. Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> All right. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk yeah, about? It's your show, man. I, I don't have any point. We're just here for the ride, dude. I'm just like, this, got... this is Don Boss's podcast. We're just here. All right. I can live with that. You so, you uh, brought talking points. I did. So which is a deal. This <laughs> is a deal. After the first one, it was just kind of scatterbrained, reminiscing about car stuff. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I said, if I was going to be on again, I'd like to be more organized. So I do have some talking points of things that are I consider hot topics. Uh, maybe things people don't realize. Um, some comparisons with uh, data for solar and um, internal combustion engines, uh, battery po- battery power backup in a house. Um, solar cell efficiency, how to build your own live, live stream setup, uh, a few more specs about the cooler because I've got a lot of interest, believe it or not, people listen to this podcast. Um, that's, that's, a lot of interest about the cooler. Yeah, no, we're not surprised that people are interested in the cooler. We are shocked at how many people listen to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so was I. <laughs> I was telling them this earlier before you came back from checking your broken truck that, uh, yeah, I said it. Oh, we can that, talk about uh, that. Um, Sometimes I'm shocked at just how many people listen to this. And then I went and looked at our stats, which I haven't done in a while. Yep. We've, it's, it's shocking. It's not bad. We're not, it's ridiculous. For a free podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We don't charge nothing. We just, we dedicate hours, days of our time per week for the yeah. fans. I mean, honestly, for the content, it's pretty impressive that it's still free and uh, you've gone as long as you have. Like it's, I mean, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Next week when we're Patreon only. 
the episodes that you're on now? What is this? Five years? Yeah, almost five years, and this is episode two forty three. Yeah, actually, wow. uh, if I'm not mistaken, this show will come out on our five year anniversary. Oh, it's an anniversary edition. The day of. Oh man, maybe we should push this out another week and have Michael on. <laughs> I'm not ready for I'm not ready for that podcast yet. I'm very close, but I'm not ready for that podcast yet. I need another week. That's cool. It does. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be on the exact. And who knows nah, what his schedule's fine. like? I haven't talked to him in a minute. Yeah, but that's it's it is to the day five years. Dang, this is the most so committed I've been to right. anything. Yeah, ask all of my exes. Except you <laughs> held a job longer than this. I have held a job longer than this. Because yes. you were at the same job you're at now. Yep. When we started. Yep. So I, I have not been fired from the job that I started with. I have never owned a car for more than five years. I, I was have. unwilling. I unwillingly owned the Audi for longer than that. Ooh. God, that thing was hurtful. Was. And I have owned the Omni longer than that. Yes. But that was willingly. <laughs> it hasn't been operational for that time. Don helped me pick it up. I did. I did help me pick it up. That was a good day. Good two days. Good two days. Two days. What took what two, two days? We to went pick and it looked up? at it one day, and then agreed and came back and picked it up the next day. All right, there's more to the story than that. Have we talked about this on the show? I don't. How come I don't, come, I don't know so. all the details? It's actually see, a pretty cool. See, story I told about you, Don. We're not going to talk about your. Oh, I've got talking points. But we're that's, not going to talk about your talking points. We're not. It's that's not, not how podcasts on. work, man. You can have the, as good of a list as you want. We don't talk about that. We just show up and have a conversation, no, and it's no. never what we're you not. want for sure. There's been at least one thing in every show that I've meant to talk about and didn't. I'm covering at least three of them out of my six. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about your live streaming thing primarily. And we have to talk about Robbie's uh, scooter for sure. Yep. Oh yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I, actually I could but use anyway, it right now, but that's, that's so the, 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 the story of me buying the Omni. Yeah, it didn't start I, with you. Josh. No, actually it didn't. First. So Josh Jones, which we talked about a little bit last week. He's one of the members of uh, Booney and the boys racing team. That's what I call him. Booney and the boys. ZR three as shown on my shirt. Yes. Um, Booney and the boys is pretty good though. That is yeah, good. they're Booney and the boys. I don't care what anybody says. Like they can call themselves whatever the hell they want. They're Booney and the boys. So, uh, but uh, I guess somebody he works with knows uh, a, a guy by the name of Dick Struve, who was a pretty, pretty high, like a, a long-term DMVR SCCA member and uh, was actually like best friends, college roommates, similar to me and Don with Bart, who was the original owner of my Audi or of my Omni wrong car Omni. <laughs> uh, and he had it. He was trying to get it running for the family. And I guess that guy told Josh about it. And at the time me and Don and Josh were like, we've done a couple of autocrosses in our time. Let's go straight to 24 hour uh, endurance racing because that's the logical leap that you make. Yeah, right? we were all in. You go from like, we've never done any track days in our life. We've done like six autocrosses. Let's just go straight to endurance racing. What's the worst that could possibly happen? And we were kind of entertaining the idea of looking at buying a car. And the Omni popped up and like, oh, it's caged and all that stuff. And they went and looked at it. And uh, Don and Josh went and looked at it at Dick's house. Yep. Um, and it wasn't. 
it wasn't quite what we needed because like the cage is not like a club racing legal cage. It's just a bolt in auto power. Um, and so, uh, and I think that they kind of didn't really want us to buy it uh, and take it club racing because they wanted it to kind of stay as an autocross car that was, cause it was kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say it's like immaculate condition because it's this insane, like heavily modified car. But, uh, you know, club racing can be very hard on cars. And I don't think that's what the family wanted to see happen to it. So um, I think Josh maybe offered them a little bit of money uh, and they kind of shut him or turn that down. Yeah, he offered asking price, I think, and they turned it down. I don't remember. If, I think he offered less than asking price. I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was a decent bit under asking, if I remember right. It was less than I ended up paying for it, which I didn't really pay that much for it. Um, but then, uh, like fast forward, probably I don't know, six eight months, maybe yeah, even a, a year. And I was at a good guys event with my dad, and we were talking about fake Shelby Mustangs. And I got on Craigslist and searched Shelby and the Omni popped up and I sent him an email or two and he wasn't responding to me. So I reached out to Dick Struve through Josh Jones and got the guy's phone number and just called cold called him. And uh, Don and I went down there and looked at it one day. We drove it for a little while. We drove it around the neighborhood a little bit. Uh, and then we went and got it the next day, but Don had that like Hemi Jeep Grand Cherokee at the time, but none of us really had a trailer. So Don rented one from U-Haul <laughs> and yeah. I, I think you ended up having to get one, like a, I think you got one and it didn't work and we had, you had to go get another one. It was a pain in the ass. I can't remember why. I don't remember why it was some like huge cause it was U-Haul. So it's never straightforward and, and painless. Right. And so then uh, we got it down there. We figured out how to get it onto the trailer. The tires just barely, because it was one of those that's open in the middle and it has two tracks, you know? Yeah, like a four-post lift. Yeah, but instead of being, instead of those um, rails, if you will, being flat, they're U-channel. Yeah. And so the the tires like barely fit. <laughs> Because when I bought it, it came on the slicks with a 10-inch wide wheel. And so they, like, barely fit in there. I don't I don't know how you fit, like, a lot of modern race cars or modern, like, sports cars. Or something. Like, like, you could put a C6 Corvette on there, a Z06. The back wheels wouldn't fit. But we got it on there, and we brought it home, and I guess the rest is history. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's crazy to think that we were going to buy that originally to turn it into like the lemons car. Yeah. The money that I used to buy that, I had gone to my bank and I had secured like a line of credit. And my original plan was to buy an S10 as a new daily driver so that I could race the Audi. (laughs) That was what I had originally planned on doing with that money. And then I was like, this Omni thing, that's kind of cool, right? Let's let's give this a shot. And I ended up buying that, which probably, I mean, despite the fact that it's been broken for quite some time, was probably still the better option. Oh yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah. What's funny is I still ended up in an S 10, just not how I thought I would. So 
That's, yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't know that's, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So that was that was kind of. I still have pictures of me like hanging out the window of the Omni while it's on the trailer behind Don's Jeep. If you're on, uh, if you're the on, day that we went to pick it up. If you're on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, that's the picture I have. Oh yeah, nice. I went deep into your Facebook for this episode. <laughs> yeah, for the first episode we did. That's yes, right. yes. Yeah, we didn't use a lot of those pictures. Nope. No, no. I saved like fifty some pictures just because I didn't know where this was going to go, and I made the right choice. You never do. <laughs> you never then, do. then of course I didn't use half of them because we went Especially to a totally, the two of us are involved. totally different direction. Yeah. So. Yeah, what a weird deal. What a weird car. I got it cheap. I only paid like two grand for it, yeah, twenty two hundred bucks. Yeah, for I remember that. Like that. It was yeah, cheap for the car. That's an amazing price. Yeah. So. Yeah, but anyway, let's talk about Don's stuff. First of all, because uh, you've mentioned it on the group, and I think there are a few people who are interested in it, and I'm even kind of interested in it. Let's talk about this live stream thing you've got going on. Okay, that sounds good. So, anybody that's watched the ZR3 or Booty and the Boys, sorry. Yeah, Booty and the Boys, it's catching on. Yeah, it is patenting on that. Um, it's good. I like it. So, it took us some trial and error to get live stream out of the car. Uh, in the last, the last event, the second day went a lot better. But so, when you're live streaming, there's a couple things to consider. Uh, Easiest way to live stream is to uh, just use a phone and use your phone's data plan. Use the phone's camera. Any modern phone, you know, you're talking 10 megapixels. It's it's good uh, lens quality. And there is a plethora of apps that you can download on a mobile phone that it's one one click and you're live streaming to YouTube or Twitch. Uh, I prefer Twitch. There's less hoops to jump through. Like there is on YouTube. I know YouTube live streaming, you have to have so many subscriptions and you have to have it pre-planned. And um, there's ways around that, from my understanding. But Twitch, it's just live stream, yep, click and go. So you can download a mobile version of Twitch on your phone and you hit a button and you're live streaming. And you're just at the mercy of your data plan. Uh, that being said, live streaming eats a lot of data. Uh, if you want to live stream at you know, moderate, you know, video quality, 720, uh, you can bank on at least one gig per hour, uh, usually 1.2 gigs per hour. Uh, so if you have uh, 10 gigabytes uh, and you're doing an endurance race, that's not going to cut it. So the, the, that's something to consider. Uh, if you don't want to use your phone because, A, it's not a fish eye or wide angle lens, so the, the video doesn't look the same. Like when you watch a GoPro video, um, or any professional um, live stream video, you can you, know, you see like almost 180 or 120 degrees. You get that wide angle look. You don't get that out of the cell phone. It's very flat, and it does kind of kill the experience. Um, I've done a few things to fix that. Uh, you can buy lens kits for phones, and it's just like a little adhesive piece that snaps out that you um, double side sticky tape in front of your camera lens, and you can buy lens kits. Uh, those work really well. I've had really good luck with those. And then we, uh, for the mount, you just use a RAM mount. Uh, what you you know, in uh, the Z3, it's mounted to the roll bar, not the windshield. So if it does come loose, it's not flying out the window. It's it's a solid mount, a uh, very robust, not shaky, and that does work. Uh, that's you know, if you're talking budget live streaming, 
especially for like time trials where it's 20 minute sessions, you know, you're not, you're not gonna use eight gigabytes of data. That's a great way to, um, to get a live stream out there. Um, if you want to do more with it and you want to start adding features and you're talking, um, being able to adjust it from the pits, uh, change driver names on the screen, uh, add some custom decals to it. I, I have found a very cool way of doing that. And that's with uh, a device called a micro PC or they're called mini PCs. And it's a full blown computer about the size uh, you, they can be as small as uh, yeah. a pack of cigarettes. This Apex Pro box. Yeah, in, in <laughs> fact, that, yeah, that size right there would be a larger one. It's like yeah. six inches by six inches or so. So I think the the one I settled on is four inches by four inches by an inch and three quarter is the one I use. Uh, they, they make them smaller, but they don't have dedicated video cards. The one uh, I go with has a dedicated video card, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, 256 gigabytes of internal storage. So even if you lose connection, it's still recording locally. And you can port that to a USB and then have an extension cable like uh, by a window. So if you have to pull video for something, if you have an incident, you can just pull the USB. And then you can take it to the official, like, yep, here's our video. Um, that being said, a lot of those come with Windows 10 Pro operating system installed, which... Uh, let me back up. Those PCs you can get for under two hundred bucks, one hundred and thirty dollars. You can get one uh, for with decent quality. Uh, it might not be the sixteen gigs of RAM. It might be closer to like the six or eight gig RAM for that under a one hundred and fifty mark, but still plenty for just processing video. And so uh, you can do a lot with it. But if it has Windows ten Pro, uh, you you have another machine. You can remote into that machine. You can adjust parameters with the stream. You can stop and start the stream. You can change the driver's name from another computer. Uh, in fact, how I have the, the Booney and the Boys' team one set up right now, I have a shortcut on my – that's a thing now. I have a shortcut <laughs> on my so computer. Uh, He's going to fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, I love Booney. I have, no, 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 no. So happy. He's not going to hate you. I fucking love it. Booney's going to hate Adam. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. Everything I do pisses Booney off. Booney hates Adam. Well-known facts. <laughs> if Booney listens to this, I want him to know that I still love him, even though he hasn't replied to a text message in almost three weeks. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not great at texting back. I will admit he's that. Not. He's broken my heart because I had a lot of fun things I wanted to share with him. <laughs> but he, te- he texted me back today. You son of a bitch. You took my text. The one or two texts he sends out today, you got it. I, I, um, I sent him a text uh, like on... A, I sent him a text on Monday. No, yeah, Monday. And then he texted me back today, Wednesday. And then I texted him back, so I'll probably get another one on Friday. <laughs> Robbie's like a low-key paying customer right now, though. So, Booney, I've got money. I was hanging out there on Saturday. I drove by there today. I didn't have time to stop, though. I, I was thinking about cold stop and just stop, stopping him like, bro, what's up with this? I've done it once. I've stopped I've, it a few times. Yeah, I was about to do it today, but I had a, I had. Uh, coworkers following me in another truck, and I felt like it was going to be weird if I, when did I was it, so. When I was teaching in Waukee, I would uh, take that route back home just so I could stop in and check out Lori and see what was going on. Yeah, so he's I've never, I've never seen it. Lori? Yeah. It's wonderful. Oh my God. It's it is wonderful. Amazing. It is the coolest purchase I think that they've made. I've only seen the car once. Yep. It's so good. I slept in Lori at Hallett. And it was phenomenal. 
the bunks fold down. You can go up top and get like a huge, like you're on top of a semi truck at that point. And you see the whole racetrack. It's just, beautiful. is it a finished, uh, product? I'm not sure if it's finished, finished, but it's, uh, very usable. Like it's the inside looks like, I mean, nothing's ever finished. finished. Yeah. But I mean, it's, yeah, it, has interior it's insulated it's got wiring outlets power lights with light switches the bunks fold down and they're very comfortable to sleep on no so they used it uh, all of last year yeah it's fantastic little machine i'll say it was, yeah, machine, it, was it was in the shop when i was there yeah yeah i've never seen it i definitely recommend taking a look at it just like oh like sitting inside the cab just like well this is the coolest fucking thing i've ever seen yeah but yeah, if you need anyway, any, if you need anything from Don, I, mean, yeah. I, I should have been taking notes where I left off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you need anything from uh, from Booney though, just stop by the shop. I've learned that. That's what I'm gonna do now. That yeah, that or uh, you have to call. Don't text. <laughs> I said, yeah, so I sent him a text actually like offering my 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 help on something, and he didn't text me back for two days. So Adam, do you have his number? I I don't have anybody's number. Dude, I don't even I just say all three of us text him right now and see. <laughs> And we'll follow up here and find out when he replies back to somebody. Hold on a second. I, I mean, I can do it. All right. Yeah. Just a Adam, if you don't have his number, I'm going to send it to you on Facebook. Somehow. I think I do. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to blow up his spot, but yeah. Okay. No, I don't have his phone number, but no, he, okay, he was, yeah. So he, Jordan was working on some carbon fiber stuff and I would just, Oh, we had just done the podcast and Nick was finishing up with the Porsche. So I finished with the Porsche and then I was like, well, what else am I going to do with the rest of the day? So I swung over to Booney's and, Watch Jordan mess with carbon fiber, and that's always fun. And then, uh, how's that? How's that going with them? With doing carbon fiber? Uh, what still, are they doing carbon fiber for? They want to learn it. They, there's some parts on the Porsche that we want to do uh, in carbon, and then I think they want to do a bunch of stuff on their car. And I think, just like me, that they all kind of want to learn how to do it, and potentially have Booney um, maybe offer some carbon fiber um, services at his job. Which would be awesome. Yeah. So the I know they they had some struggles the uh, first couple of tries, um, just kind of figuring out the vacuum and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a learning curve for sure. I've tried messing with it, and it's not a, a skill set I I have. No. So um, yeah, I'll just take a look at them. They were they were either relatively strong, and but yeah, like the the resin wasn't quite right, or you know the pressure wasn't or the vacuum wasn't quite right. So no, I think they're coming right along. So it'd be kind of cool to uh, see that. Did they buy a vacuum for or did they build one or they bought a vacuum they... for it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very cool. So, uh, Adam, I sent you the uh, number. So when all of us are ready, what's our message going to say? I'm going to assume he doesn't have my phone number either. Oh, did you say, Hey, this is Adam. There's that's fair. Our group message has 54 messages that I have not been a part of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I need to stop checking my phone. Huh? What are, what are we doing here? What are we what are we yeah, saying? Send me a message. I said boner. Yes, yes. Send, send, just send something. Right, I said, hey, this is Adam. Hey, this is Don. He's going to get all these like, what the fuck is going and on? And then I said, reply to me first. <laughs> you sent him a message. Reply to this before Adam. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, all uh, picked up and sent. All right. I just said, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk on right. Friday. Yep, this will make sense later, Booney. Okay, but, but so, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Uh, the live streaming thing, uh, like I said, you can buy a mini PC uh, under 150 bucks. Uh, on that mini PC, you can run a software, and let me make sure I get this name right. I have it under Tech Boss Softwares. Uh, Stream Labs OBS. 
is the software I found to be the best uh, user friendly. So is that and, don't we use OBS? We use OBS for uh, the podcast. Yeah, so OBS allows you to add overlays and custom content. Yep. Uh, Streamlabs OBS allows you to do that from your mobile device. Oh. So um, you can set a mobile device up and then port that video to that PC and then stream from that. And you can remotely log in, change driver names. Uh, you can change resolution if you need to, um, adjust any settings that you want, uh, stop it and start it so it, it can be savable. Because once it's live streaming, you can't save it until it's done. It can't be downloaded. Fuck are you guys doing is what he said. No! <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, podcast test. Damn it. So he texted you back? That's whack. Damn it. I didn't get to I won. That's that horseshit. Whack. Yes, that is horseshit. I won. The fuck are you guys doing is what he said. I'm, I'm wearing his shirt. I'm supporting his, uh, his business and his race team, and I get nothing. Oh, that's fantastic, Booney. We love you. That's super funny. That's the most Booney reply. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's incredible. All right. So, um, so the live stream. So the live stream. So, uh, like I said, buy the PC. Windows 10 Pro allows you to log into it from any other Windows device. There's also a plethora of softwares you can download that you can do that if it's not Windows 10 Pro. Um, the best I have found for that would be Team Viewer. Uh, download Team Viewer as a uh, server and a client. Oh, Team Viewer. Yeah. That's not no, what Robbie, I. That's, that's, that's not a, what I heard. What you heard is a very different place. You heard what I heard. Don't tell me that. <laughs> that's, that's kind of more of like a. That's more of like a pay per view. Sort yeah, your your team like a, viewer is totally I different. Mean, it is live stream, but it's not free. <laughs> team. So, sorry, I'm distracted. Booney's reply. What oh. the fuck are you guys doing? Uh, podcast test. I won, by the way. See, uh, we have a lot to catch up on, Don. First off, tell Adam to eat shit. Second <laughs> off, let's circle back some weekend and catch up on your current projects that you're working on. What Third, tell Adam to fuck off. <laughs> I got a text back. I told you he hates me. <laughs> he doesn't hate you. He didn't even answer me. What a dick. I got a text back. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, so team, Labs, yeah, OBS, team Watcher. Awesome software to use uh, both mobile and on the PC. You can set that up either way. If you set it up on your desktop, it's a lot easier because you have you know, a desktop keyboard and a mouse. You can configure it and then log in from your mobile uh, and you get the same settings. It'll port it all over and it goes both ways. Uh, like a bisexual. And then that's, if- that's a different kind of team viewer as well. Yeah, different team viewer. I greatly prefer that on my, on my phone though. It's much easier, more mobile. <laughs> You know. Yeah. Well, there's there's pros and cons to that. So <laughs> now we, you if you have a mini PC, the PC would be inside the car. You have a camera uh, plugged into it USB. Uh, a webcam would work, but you you want a camera that's not auto focusing. Otherwise, as you're coming into contact with cars or getting close, it's going to be auto focusing constantly. It, uh, if you look at the last ZR3 live stream, that was an auto focus camera. It was very annoying. Well, even, uh, even the Logitech that we use for the podcast autofocuses too. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to look for a USB camera, I have a few I'd recommend for uh, up to 4K resolution that don't autofocus. And you want one without a, mic- without a microphone because you want to be able to use your microphone and then put it into a soundproof uh, 
environment. It's like the ca- it's, it's like the cameras that the girls use on your teen viewer thing. Yes, the team viewer. Team viewer is a <laughs> solid software. It works great. I don't know what your deal is. Not. I don't know what that sounded like when I said it, but it's team teen viewer. Teen viewer is what it oh, sounded teen. like. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Yeah. The, <laughs> team with an I heard M. the first time you said it. I heard teen viewer. I'm. Like, yeah, I'm so uh, go ahead and give I'm that your information. <laughs> Uh, your credit card information. We'll get yeah, you for sure. Team viewer. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want the yeah. You don't want the autofocus for that. Yeah. So uh, again, if you're going to use a uh, USB camera, don't get one that autofocuses. Don't have one that has a built-in mic. Uh, you plug that into the mini PC that you spent 150 bucks on, and you can set up a really nice. Um, I, I played with a lot of really uh, different overlays. I had one that said like you know Team ZR3 Racing. Uh, built by Tech Boss, the driver names that could be changed on the fly with a from your phone, um, but you can also just have it basic. It can just be the raw video. Uh, a few other things you can do with that: you can build a custom overlay, and if you're running uh, a racing software that has telemetry built into it, track position, track times, top speed, you can port that overlay into your uh, Streamlabs OBS. And not only will it be the raw video, but down in the corner, you can have it like your lap times, your best time, your current position, uh, stuff like that. If you have that information available uh, on a website, you can, since it's on a PC, you can get that information and put it in an overlay uh, on your live stream. Again, so far, we've only spent 150 bucks on the PC, software is all free, and maybe $50 for a camera. So up around 200 bucks. So now we're to the point of, okay, how do we get that information to YouTube or to Twitch. And that's where data comes in. Uh, most people will be like, oh, I'll just do a hotspot on my phone, connect the PC to the, the hotspot and go that route. Um, that will work, but you're, Robbie, I, I can't focus because you're just giggling. What did he say to you? I have <laughs> he texted me and asked, like, what the fucking game are you guys playing? <laughs> oh, he said, sorry, you should have been first. Yes. Doesn't matter. He I said was first, it. I win. <laughs> Oh, I got a response to. Uh, he sent me a gif of Jeremy Clarkson with an L on his forehead that says loser. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, he probably spent the most time on that one other than the text. Like he, That took effort. That's fair. I'm, I'm impressed that he even knows how to use a gif, frankly. You know, since he's like pushing boomer age, I honestly have I'm no surprised he's, he's able to do that. So also I'm glad that his text messages don't come up green, which is why I Facebook message you too. <laughs> Fair enough. But, so uh, mobile hotspot. Um, if you use your phone as a mobile hotspot, uh, two things. One, most carriers, carriers now, they have what's called your standard data and hotspot data. Those are two separate things now if you look at your bill. And if you have, um, because people were buying the unlimited plans and then using that as a Wi-Fi and not having, uh, you know, not paying for internet because you could just use your unlimited. So now it's split up into hotspot data and your mobile data. You can still have unlimited mobile data, but you're limited to five gigs, 10 gigs of uh, hotspot. Um, and again, if you're doing 20 minute sessions, that five or 10 gigs is enough. But the caveat to that is the, when you use a hotspot, it's a throttled connection. 
you will get three to five megabytes per second with a device you have hooked up to a hotspot. That is not enough speed to push video. Uh, that's very that's very choppy, buffery video if you try to use your phone as your hotspot, um, uh, which sucks because that was that's a pretty cheap solution to do that because everybody has a cell phone. And my first attempt at building the race team setup was to use a cheap phone. I bought it at Best Buy through uh, Simple Mobile. I paid 20 bucks for the phone and bought a $30 data plan and just used hotspot. And it was a unlimited hotspot uh, plan, but it throttled it to three to five megabytes. And the video was, I mean, you look at the video quality of the first couple of streams, very choppy, pixelated, hard to see. Um, and the second day at Hallett is when I, I uh, did some research and was able to make changes with what I had on me at the time, seven hours away from my, my, my laboratory that's in my next room. I say laboratory, I should give you a picture of this. It's literally floor to ceiling of electronics. I can't step anywhere because there's like projects everywhere that I'm working on at different stages. It's it's a shit show in there. But someday that room's gonna make my name known. Tech boss will be known because of something in that room. No, it's gonna be known because it was on this awesome podcast. This is That's- where I <laughs> that first. Like this is my roots now. I'm good with that. Yeah. So the uh the solution I have for that issue is a device called a 4G router. I sent you a picture of this. Uh, It's a router that you put a SIM card into, and uh, you can download a third-party firmware to this router, uh, especially that router and Asus uh, 4G routers. They will accept a third-party software that lets you configure how that data is being read off the SIM card and you can change it. So instead of, uh, let me back up a little bit. Um, even though you put your SIM card in there, it still knows it's not a phone. So it's going to use the hotspot data. It doesn't throttle it anymore. You'll have a lot faster connection, but you're still limited to that five to 10 gigabits of hotspot data. Um, even though you have an unlimited plan, but if you have, uh, uh, hotspot data, it will chew through all that and then you lose connectivity halfway through a uh, endurance race. Um, I found that there is a very reliable third-party software, uh, firmware that you can download to these uh, 4G routers that change how that information is being read and it runs it through a VPN and it actually uses your phone's unlimited data and not your hotspot data. So you're no longer limited to that five or 10 gigs and that, so now it's not throttling it. You're getting whatever speed that your carrier has for a signal out there. And Hallett was almost nothing. But even with Hallett, we were still streaming at 720 on, on day two. And on a phone and stuff, I mean, that's fun. that's not bad on the phone. On a big screen, it's that's fine. still kind of pixelated. But my, my goal is streaming uh, 1080 or 4K on a budget. Under 500 bucks, streaming 4K. 4K is just so ridiculous. It is. It's I don't own anything that'll that'll view 4K. Yeah, very little. But it doesn't matter. I wouldn't be able to do it. I. That sounds like a dumb thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna do it, go all the yeah, go all the way to 4K. I mean, don't don't stop. Uh, you uh, We lost. So, is it gone forever? No, I'm here. I'm uh looking up to see if I can. Sorry for the dead air. Uh, what are you looking up? Try to find that 
software because I don't have it in front of me. But I can link that later if anybody's interested. Message me. I have a new email now because of all the emails I have got from the last podcast I was on. They were coming in on Instagram. They were coming in on Facebook. They were coming in on my Don Boss at Yahoo. So I made a techbossllc at gmail.com email. So all of that can be filtered to one location. That's T-E-K, right? T-E-K because T-E-C-K was taken. Right. T-E-K Boss. LLC. LLC. So I'm proud to bring him up. To, you know, we forced him to into at least getting a, a you know an email address. Yeah, that's a start. That, that means things are happening. <laughs> uh, you know, it's serious. I have to get my own, a special email for all of the conversations I'm having with people. Well, the sheer number of people that messaged even us directly on Monday was a was a pretty telling sign of where things were going to go. So I was, yeah, I was, like I was okay, people bummed. actually care about this. We still got an email today. Yep. I haven't answered him yet, but I need to now that you have a real email. Yeah. And well, so. how can I contact this person? Well, I just gave him your Facebook and take like your at <laughs> whatever. It's like, yeah, start so. here. <laughs> okay. So um, with that 4G router, you just put a SIM card in it. It looks for whatever carrier that, that provided the SIM card. Uh, and then it connects to that network. So obviously you want to use a SIM card that has, you know, depending on where you're at. And that's what's neat about that is you can buy a prepaid unlimited data plan from almost any carrier now. So you can do research like, okay, Hallett, uh, U.S. Cellular had really good coverage. Verizon didn't. So for that month, I'm going to race Hallett. I'm going to buy a $40 unlimited SIM card through U.S. Cellular. Uh, next time I'm, I'm going to uh, Road America, I need to have a Verizon card. Uh, and you can you can research that stuff ahead of time. Uh, there is something to be said that not all carriers use the same frequency, and so you got to be careful when you're shopping for a 4G modem at which carriers it supports. Uh, as far as like GSM and give me a second, I can't remember if it's Verizon. Uh, this is great. Man. I know this too. I can't think of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I CDMA. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yep, yep, yep. I can't remember. So the, the global standard for communication, the GSM, is going to be what everything goes to, but when we, they haven't migrated there. So CDMA versus GSM. Uh, yeah. So you have to be careful of which carrier uh, that's providing the service for you for the 4G. And be careful um, because not all 4G, if a 4G modem won't work with CDMA and GSM, and certain carriers only exist on one or the other. So that's something to look for when you buy a router. Uh, there's a lot of 4G routers out there. There's some expensive ones that are freaking awesome. Uh, but I wasn't going to spend $300 on one to toss it in a race car. So I spent $100 on one. And even that was kind of pricey, but I wanted to test it. And you got to test this stuff. That's that's the hard part about developing anything is putting the, the money up for R&D. So... Um, that being said, that worked really, really well, but it would still, uh, I, I wanted a better connection. It would still drop down to two bars and get a little buffery. So then um, I bought a 12 decibel antenna, dual antenna. So you have a, a, DIV, a DIV and a main. I sent you a picture of the antenna and there's two plugs on it. Yep. And on that antenna, 
you want one to be at 90 degrees and one to be 30 to 35 degrees out of phase on that one. And what that does is the, the main, the one at 90 degrees, uh, holds the signal. And the one at 30 to 35 is used for, uh, the best angle for if you're in motion. So as the car is driving around, it's catching um, the wavelength of data that you're on. But if, if you have them separated by 30 to 35 degrees, it'll help. Uh, so you don't get the uh, blackout spots or dead spots. So do you, so you just slapped it on the roof of the car? Uh, that one hasn't been in a car yet. That, that hasn't, I haven't plugged that in yet. Okay. I only tested that from home with having it upstairs. I was at three bars, plug it in full bars. Okay. Do you expect to have to slap it on the roof or do you think you could get away no, with? Um, given the fact that the frequency of uh, 4G, uh, things like sheet metal of a car aren't going to really deaden that. Perfect. Yes. It, Not it significantly would. enough. Yeah, no. significantly. If the car was full of water, I would worry about it. Or if the car was made of concrete, I would worry yeah, about it. Lead. Yeah, But I think you'll be all right then. otherwise. Um, uh, Wi-Fi signals do pretty good getting through uh, walls and thin sheet metal. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, uh, obviously, if you had it on top of the car, it would be optimal. But the box I have all this built in is a 10 by 8 by 2 inch box. And this antenna just bolts the top of it. Oh, nice. It's actually bolts over the top of it. So, now we have data, high-speed data, unlimited amount of data. We have an antenna to boost our signal, negative 12 de- decibels, um, we have a external camera that's not auto-focusing, a microphone input to the PC that's inside the box, so it can be muffled with a filter so you're not hearing all that wind noise, and you can actually, you know, set it up by the driver or set it on the, you know, you can you can be plugged in remotely. You have a nice long cable, or you can even do a Bluetooth one if you wanted to, and have it set so it's not in wind interference, but you can just hear the driver, hear the car noises, whatever you want. Could you, you- now walk? Could you send it to the pits so that Adam and I can commentate without the driver knowing? Oh, I'm sure that could be done. I can pretty much do anything. That would be so cool. I would totally <laughs> be down for that. Or even Those guys would kill me, but yeah, we're gonna or we're gonna also sell some of these to Grid Life for their live stream stuff. That Adam just Jabay just doesn't know about that yet. <laughs> or set it up so that Adam and I could do it through my computer here. Like a podcast. See, what's cool about that is once I build it, I have like a a Shaw number that stays with that computer unless you go into like the privacy settings and request a new Shaw number, which is just a really long hex number. Um, I can log into any of these devices. So if I set these up and put them in cars, I can give you those Shaw numbers and you could log in from your computer and like mess with the live stream or type whatever you wanted or add your own audio input. What would be cool in all reality is, is if you like, if, if like, especially with these endurance teams, uh, with the in car to pit radios, if that, whatever chat is being done on that was broadcast in real time on the live stream so that people could hear like the driver talking to the crew about, you know, needing to come in for fuel or whatever, uh, that would be, that would be cool. Yeah, there, there's already a plug for that. And you can literally plug right into that jack. And you can hear the, the radio banter, which is usually a minimum, uh, unless I am crew chiefing and everybody else is sleeping. Uh, apparently, I need to talk less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, much like me, talking less is not a strong suit for you. Oh, my, yeah. 
It is not. It's not Josh, something either one of us are good at. I'm good at that. And Josh let me know. He's like, you can keep the radio chat down. And, and you can <laughs> just, I'm just trying to drive you. That I'll sounds like you know that your wife said hi, Josh. That sounds like something that Josh would tell you for sure. <laughs> I was messaging his wife. He's like, well, tell Josh I love him. He's doing a good job. So I'm like, hey, Josh, your wife wants to know that, you know, let you know that she loves you doing a good job. Apparently, that's not need to know information. That's not need to know information. Unless <laughs> <laughs> so. the car's on fire or I need to come in for some reason, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much for sure. It needs to be left too. All right. So, uh, you can pour it into the microphone. You can have an external microphone. You can have no microphone, whatever you want. Uh, log in remotely, make adjustments to the stream, uh, stop and start it, remove flash drives of recorded video. You can have it set up so if you lose data, it doesn't stop the local recording. You always have a, a local recording. Uh, and these the, the PC has you know 256 gigabytes of internal storage. Plus, it has uh, external USBs. You can, you know, toss a 64 gig USB in there. Ample room for video storage, even at 4K. And all of that can be built for, you know, $300, $350 just using free softwares. And the only thing that um, is a little tricky is flashing the firmware on your 4G router, which is not hard. I can give you some YouTube videos of where I learned how to do it. I can make a YouTube video of me doing it. Uh, pretty straightforward. Is it kind of right now, if Josh Jones is listening to this, he's like, you're giving away all this stuff that you plan on building and <laughs> people are, you're not going to be able to sell anything. I personally don't care about, uh, I'm building one of these myself and it may be something I try to, to market. Um, but I promise you, nobody will be able to make it as nice or as cheap as I do using these cards. When I, when I buy them, I'll buy them in bulk. I will get a discount that you are not getting. Because the other thing is that like some people will be like, yeah, I'd rather build this myself, but there's plenty of people out there are like, you're going to let me buy this from you and you're going to do all that for me. I got other shit to do. Yeah. And Definitely. so spend 350 bucks on it. Um, being a reasonable human being, I value my time, uh, you know, $20 an hour. I spend, you know, five hours putting this together. I ask for an extra hundred, 150 bucks on this. I sell them for 550 bucks. That's still dirt cheap compared to anything else you're going to find for live streaming. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And again, it's not nearly as flashy. It's a computer inside of a box. And uh, it's, I mean, it's components that you can buy and replace without having to replace the entire unit. If one thing fails, you can just go and buy that. It's on Amazon. This, these aren't proprietary parts. That's what I, I try to always build my stuff uh, without needing to custom make the parts. The coolers I'm developing, the only thing that's proprietary in that is the Peltier modules that I developed. Everything else is an off-the-shelf item that anybody can buy or replace. No crazy upcharge because you can only find it for me and it's only used in two other places in the world. Like the chill-out system uses a, I mean, kudos to their engineers. It's fantastic. But they use a micro refrigerator pump. Um, That pump by itself is $500. Just the pump. Um, it has uh, um, the amount of technology in that pump to be as efficient as it is at that size is phenomenal. Um, I actually don't go into the research because uh, I was curious about it. And they did, a, they did some testing on it on Mythbusters or uh, Adam Savage's uh, one day DIY projects. He's from Mythbusters. Um, and the guy that helped develop the pump was on the show. And 
but just that pump by itself is more expensive than my entire cooler is. And I don't want that. If the, the water pump fails in mine, it's a $12 part on Amazon. Here's the link. Go buy it yourself or I'll, fit, I'll send you one because I buy them in bulk. I'll give you two for 10 bucks. So I'm, I'm all about using parts that are easily obtainable. So the, the camera system, the live stream system is no different. That's my goal. Um, if you're interested in one, hit me up. Uh, like I said, I will hopefully have one done in testing here with the ZR3 team. The thing to know about live streaming setups, no matter which one you buy, none of them have the added cost of the data you're going to use. I don't care if you buy the $1,500 solution that was on the WRL page. I can't remember the name of it. Um, solid solution, decent price for what it is, or you're paying the four or $5,000 for the high-end one. That does not count the data that you need to have a subscription for. Um, so keep that in mind. So yes, you, you, you build this for 350 bucks. You're still paying 30 or 40, you know, 30, 40, $50 a month that data service you're going to use. Um, or if you, or you can add a plan to your line for 20 months. So that is the cheaper route to go, but then you're limited to only uh, good reception with the carrier that you have. So there is you know, pros and cons that, yes, it's a lot cheaper, but if you go somewhere that, that doesn't have good coverage, you kind of SOL. Sweet. Yeah, that's uh, in the nutshell, um, live streaming on a budget. Uh, also on that, another thing with live streaming is you have to compress the data to send it out. When you're using the uh, micro PC, all that's built into it. It's already compressing the data when it's sending it to YouTube or Twitch, or I think there's there's six options on that Streamlabs uh, OBS software that you can um, send it to. In fact, if you pay for a premium, which I think is like 10 bucks a month, you can send it to all of them at the same time. So when it's like ZR3 team is live racing, everybody knows about it. YouTube, Twitch, um, Pornhub, I don't know. Every Everybody knows about it. Teen viewer. Yeah, <laughs> teen viewer knows about it. I had to be really careful with, uh, no offense, Randy, I love you to death, uh, do anything for you. But when I was setting up the channel in my name, I got super worried because like, we were test streaming and Randy's like, I'm going to show up my balls. Like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that on Twitch, Randy. That comes back on me. That's my name. So uh, within like the first two or three test streams we did, I had to make their own account that was no longer associated to tech boss. Probably the right choice. Yeah. I'm going to show up my balls. Okay. <laughs> fucking love that. Oh, guy. gosh. Booty and the boys. Booty and the boys. I, love those, I love those guys. All right. So I'm going to pull up my notepad. Yeah, I'll say we've talked about your uh, live stream for quite some time, which means we're basically running out of time. So sorry about the rest of your stuff. Fuck. I'm going to check mark next to this, though. Okay. Next week on Don Voss's podcast. Yeah, the third. How long have we been talking? We started at like 8.30. 50 minutes. 50? <laughs> you let me talk for 50 minutes about that? Well, no, we, had, we, talked we talked about, about the a lot Omni, of, yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about we, we sent Booney some text messages. and He replied to a couple of us. 20 minutes of live stream. I think that's really for what it is and how many people use live stream. I think that's a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. I, you gave away everything anyone would need to know if they wanted to do it themselves or gave them enough information that if they were like, Oh man, that's, that's a great idea. Now they Robbie's can reach out to you. asking question and making notes for his own stuff. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't need to I, do that. I can just have him do it. Yeah, I have a, true. I have a guy and I have yeah. a podcast. That I can, a yeah. I can advertise this great? on my podcast. Yeah. Isn't it great? I like being the guy. I like, I like yeah. You're that guy. 
Okay. So moving down the list, before we get tan, uh, sidetracked here, um, I want to thank all the people that have reached out to me about uh, not only uh, Power Wheel mods and listen to the podcast, uh, <laughs> if my cooler can be turned into a beer chiller, that's a real thing that people have asked for. Uh, so that's cool. I have, I have a fridge here that doesn't fucking work. That apparently is just your thing. So we're, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take it back to the store and swap it out. And if it just, if the next one works, I'm going to move on with my life. But if the next one doesn't work, it's coming to your house. Dude, I'll put one of my, my uh, special peltiers in it. That bitch will freeze fast. I don't, I don't need it to freeze. I just <laughs> need it to, <laughs> to, you know, keep my sandwich at a reasonable temperature. Is from, it like one of those like lunchbox chillers? Uh, so it's got room to put like probably, you know, like the sandwich, um, Tupperwares. Yep. It's room. It's got room to probably put two of those and like probably three tall boys. Okay. And just plugs into like 12 volts in a car. It has a 12 volt or 120 volt plug and it has a switch on the back that goes from heat to cool. Yep. So, but all it does is heat. Okay, Whether easy. it's on heat or cool, it's hot. That's an easy fix. That's <laughs> that's day one of messing with Peltier's. Yeah. It's probably super easy. There. But I'm going to give them the opportunity to fix it without me having to bother you. And if that doesn't work, if I get a second one and it's bunk. Another Adam weekend. It's yes. coming to your house. Me and my son are going to come over and we're going to f- probably not fix it because we didn't fix the last thing we tried to fix that's it either, not true so. the issue was the battery went low we fixed that i we did fix the battery I fixed you're not the battery issue in the car that you came over to fix that's true but now it won't download the firmware and so different it issue. still doesn't work different issue i fixed the issue i told you i would fix that we never we never even talked about that on the podcast either <laughs> are we <laughs> gonna i feel like i want to i feel like cause robbie would be uh, super down to play with this if it worked. All right, go ahead and talk about. So, this. Robbie, you know slot cars, right? Yeah, but like slot cars are old school, right? So, like, I'm sure that I'm that... gonna be AFK for a second. You got, you got this, Adam. Oh god, that means away from keyboard. Yeah, for his, those. his his Twitch acronyms. Yeah, so um... nerd. <laughs> Get out of town, nerds. Um, the. But, you know, slot cars are old school and we can do better than that now, right? So I found this thing called Anki, A-N-K-I, Overdrive. Okay. Uh, and it's like a $250 deal that I found at Walmart Walmart for the Walmart. Use your words, bro. Wow. For the super deep discount of 50 bucks. Okay. Uh, and so basically I think it's four lanes wide. Like a, like a slot car track. Like the picture Roman I have up on YouTube that's from the 50s. Sure. <laughs> but um, the the track is just like flat magnetic sort of track. Uh, it has lanes in it, but it's not – it doesn't – like the cars can move from one lane to the next. Okay. So you can pass other cars. Oh, and you can run cool. multiple cars on it and the car's Bluetooth to your cell phone. What? And there's an accelerator, but you got to download an app, right? Yeah, of course. And there's an, there's an accelerator and you, you, uh, lean it left and right. The phone to okay. change right, right. lanes. What's, what's this thing called? And key, A N K I. And key overdrive. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, so I had a funny and picture. Not of only that, cool. but the cars have weapons. What? So you can like, sh- it's like Mario Kart. <laughs> of course, there's a Fast and the Furious one. <laughs> yeah, there's a Fast and the Furious one. Because why wouldn't there be, right? Yeah, it fits so, perfectly. Yeah, so there's um, but apparently the company that built them went out of business. Oh no, it was like a Kickstarter thing, and then they got picked up. And Walmart was selling them for a while, but they went out of business, and somebody else bought them. But they've been sitting; it's been sitting like I think it was built in 2017. Okay, so it's been sitting at this Walmart forever because I bought it for my kid for Christmas this year. Oh no, shit! Yeah, and so we took them out of the box, and the battery would would like not take a charge. And so I text Don, and I, I found like an online. I found a a blog on how to replace the battery, and I had where to go to buy the battery and stuff like that. And I text Don, I'm like, "We can do this, right?" Like, and Don's like, "Yeah, absolutely, dude, bring it on over." So uh, he had a battery pack that wasn't the right size, but it was the right voltage, and so we wired it into the car to try and get it to work. And now it won't take the up the firmware update, and so we can't get it to freaking work. Dang it! But the battery works. I think <laughs> the battery works. I'll give him that. He's not it was, wrong. It is not a simple task. It is. He did like fix that. Tiny, tiny wires in a very compact platform, but we still got it. The battery does not fit inside of the <laughs> the the car body. The car body. So it's been significantly altered with a Dremel tool and some double sided <laughs> stick tape. <laughs> But he didn't finish the job, is what you're saying. But it works great, other than the fact that it won't take the firmware update, and so it just goes straight off the edge of the track and doesn't work. <laughs> Shoot. I was really disappointed. So, I don't know. We're going to probably double back on that at some point, because they are super, super cool. And I desperately want to play with them. Yeah, so it looks it looks like a lot of fun. I see yeah. pictures, Robbie. If you can add those on the fly, that's up to you. I pulled up pictures from the internet. Yeah, he Googled it. There's a Fast and the Furious one. I, I picked that one. Yes. Obviously. They make pickup trucks. And uh, at one point, you could buy banked corners, and you can do jumps. Like stadium super trucks. So um, you can set up almost like global time or global rallycross things where they like – you got the track running on a lower level and then they come around a corner and they'll jump over the track again, you know? Yeah. The whole nine yards, dude, super cool, but it didn't work. Oh, that's disappointing. It's cool in theory. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. If we can get it to work, I'm sure that it would be a riot and you know, I'm sure the kids would enjoy it too at some point, but that's not important. That's not important. I mean, I did buy it under the guise of getting it for Logan, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he needs to play with you it. You did the same thing with your Traxxas. He plays with that more than I do, actually. Nice. I let him drive it more than I drive it. Nice. Need another one, then. It does wicked snow donuts. I nice. bet. This is the perfect time so, of year for that, with our yeah. foot of snow. It does not, like, traverse snow hills very well, because it's a two-wheel drive. But it does pretty sweet snow donuts on the driveway. But Adam, you said you don't need four wheel drive in the snow. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just don't have the right tires. <laughs> ah, that's right. That's right. That, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> okay, before I forget, I made another note here. 
Oh God! So, on the live stream thing, I, I checked off his gun, but I forgot something. So, <laughs> we'll my life. We'll huh? never get to the last the issue. <laughs> live streaming endurance is a non C style charger on a uh, phone. So if you go micro USB, they have very limited amount of current they can charge the phone with, and live streaming data uses more voltage or current um, than what the charger can supply. So you run, you run the phone battery dead. How do you fix that? So you fix that with using a phone that has a, a C-style charger, a new phone. Or if you use the PC method that I talked about, you run that off of 12 volts and have a 12-volt UPS battery pack inside the box with it. And not only does that solve the issue of what happens when you stop for a pit stop and the car has to be off, the UPS battery keeps the stream going. You don't have to stop and start it. It just stays going. So no issues there. No backfeed issues. It's got diodes built into it. And uh, it, it can charge at three amps, which is more than enough to live stream. So there's some issues there to look into. I was going to say, like, why do I really need the battery as long as the phone charges off the car? But I'll give you the uh, the pit stop thing. I'll give you that one. But even with the phone charging uh, while the car is on, it it discharges at a faster rate than what it charges at. I understand that, but I like I don't need a I don't need a battery pack. No, for twenty minutes you don't. You're fine, but endurance you do. Yeah, I can see that for the pit stops and stuff. I suppose. Yep. Um, which takes me to the next topic. Before that. Before that. Everyone should go, get his plugs in. Yeah, there. I got you. Uh, everyone should go to mypetrolbox.com and use our code TTP15 for 15% off your first box or 15% off everything in the store. Um, if you liked all of the stuff in your last box, because we know everyone that bought or reached out to Don also bought their Petrobox, and we really appreciate that. Um, you'll know they had cool stuff like uh, car care products or hand cleaners or the Petrobox... 10 millimeter sockets in many different sizes. That's fantastic. That or the cool Petrobox shirts that, like I guess I was wearing the IOMN shirt last week, but other Petrobox shirts, I think I have seven or eight of them now. But yeah. Yeah, I think I have more Petrobox shirts than I have any other specific shirt, except probably work shirts. Yeah, definitely more Petrobox than anything. The podcast probably being the second one. Because usually if I, if I have a design that I like, I usually like it enough to buy it. Yeah. So my, my What's the code again? TTP fifteen. There you go. So Don, right. before we circle forward, Donald. let's yeah, do we need to circle back again? Are we good? Are we are we good with the live stream thing? Live stream is done. I got a check mark check box next to it. You had that ten minutes ago. Yeah, we're still this is a second check mark. This is a second check mark. It's double checked now. Oh, okay. okay. So then let's talk about <laughs> Robbie's pit bike. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, on the last podcast, Robbie and I kind of shot the shit a little bit. He's, he was interested in buying a scooter for um, going to races with a lot of walking and you're exhausted from driving. It's hot. So a lot of people buy those, you know, $700 razor scooters for adults. They do 20 mile an hour, which is awesome, but you can't go in mud. You can't go in tall grass. You can't go in loose gravel. So I was like, well, that's stupid. So that day, Robbie and I were talking about it. I drove and bought a scooter. I'm like, Robbie, I got you, bro. I went and bought a like uh, 12-inch tire like push scooter 
that you you uh, for you know it's for a kid, yeah, like, medium sized kid. I think I sent you a picture of that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You sent it me back when we were talking about it. So cause... that day, I bought the scooter and I ordered the parts to make it work because I don't mess around. When I have an idea, I see it through. That's you have to. You got to give your ideas, you know, some legs. Otherwise, it'll just die. Well, the funny so, thing was, we kind of talked about it, and then you just text me like, "Yeah, so, so so about that scooter," and then you send me a picture. Like, here's where we're at so far with it. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Oh, it's already started. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, then you're like, Don. "Yeah, it's like, well, we'll yeah. do this, 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 and this, and this, and it's going to be cost about you know, hundred and some odd bucks." Okay, great. <laughs> I was just talking about it, but okay, cool. I have a scooter now. Neat. So. I got the scooter. I start ordering the, the motor, the components. We're talking about using the uh, Milwaukee M18 batteries for the power cells because everybody has those. I, I actually like the Ryobi ones myself for different reasons. But the Milwaukee M18 is a really good LiPo battery choice um, for um, battery-powered devices. Um, but then I was looking at it, and after some research, the uh, the issue with that is, okay, it's two wheels, so you need a kickstand, so you got to be on level ground, otherwise you're laying it on its side. Um, you can't carry anything with it because you're standing on it, and you can't haul anything, like pull anything with it, which for just moving yourself is fine, but that's not what I'm about. I'm about going above and beyond what other people are doing. <laughs> I literally only asked for pulling myself across the parking lot. That's yeah, I don't all, care that's all I asked for. Bobby <laughs> doesn't need his off-road ability. He doesn't need Towing three and capacity. a half hours of runtime. I do need three and a half hours of runtime. Don't get me wrong. No, so we're, also we're past need, that. It also needs to be lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. We're talking <laughs> underglow, LED headlights, carolized brake lights. Oh, yeah. It's got all of it. That's, I have all of it already ordered. Most of it's already here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within like three days of that conversation, I had all that. Well, I liked how you were like, well, what what do you want for like underglow lights? You want like just one color? Or do you want multiple colors? I'm like, bro, you know. You know. You know. I need all the colors. Yeah. All the colors. <laughs> like, a, like a rainbow. Is what this thing is Mostly like. blue. Dude, and it's got... Or green. So uh, there's a surprise on it that I really want to tell you about. But at the same, pr- same point, I just want a button that you press and something happens. Uh-oh. And you just like lose your shit about it. So I really don't want to tell you what it's going to do until you get it, but it is glorious. If it lays frame, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, it's that. better than that, in my opinion. <laughs> but well, anyway. I, I like the scope creep on this one a lot. <laughs> yeah, it happened instantly. <laughs> like we, It wasn't even scope creep. It was like planning creep. We yeah. didn't even get the chance for it to be scope creep. There wasn't really any scope to creep. That's the <laughs> thing. You were just like, I don't know, it might, might be kind of cool. And then Don bought stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do that. This is why I have a room completely full of projects. Um, so anyway, I, I was thinking like, how cool would it be to have be able to like, have tools with you in case you need to go work on something and you pull tools? How cool would it be if you could sit down on it instead of stand because you're already on your feet all day and tired? Um, how cool would it be to not need a kickstand? It could just support itself. So I'm like, okay, so, you know, two, three wheels minimum so it could self-balance. Uh, and then I wanted it to be able to uh, take on inclines, take any terrain, carry at least 400 pounds. And after a few days of looking into what it would take to build that, uh, I found that a really good platform to start with, I already had most of those components, is a used mobility scooter that people use to like, you know, older people use to get around. So uh, 
I started looking on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, and I found a guy that had a four or four wheel version, which is what I wanted, not three wheel. Uh, had one for sale for you know a couple hundred bucks, and so Josh Jones and I went and picked it up. And uh, Josh is just like, I can't believe, what are you doing? I, this is stupid. <laughs> and like a typical, Josh. No, like that's a typical great. responsible person would say when, when his, you know, 30 something year old friend goes and buys a mobility scooter and <laughs> we get this thing back to my place and unload it. And obviously we got to test drive and see if it works. And it, it was fully functioning. It was, it's only a couple of years old uh, and it com- completely worked. And Josh is out like in my snow covered driveway and in the road, like doing donuts with it and hitting, jumping ice, uh, build up of ice on my driveway. He's jumping it, going up the driveway with it. He's like, okay, I want one. Uh, instant. That's like at the five mile an hour, like slow pace that it is factory. Uh, Josh is like, yeah, this would be pretty cool at a, at a track. So, uh, I noticed that the guy had more in the back of his truck and we left. So I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey, what's up with the other ones that you had? Like, oh, those ones are broken. They don't work. I'm like, how much do you want for them? Yeah, a hundred bucks. You could have them. Oh, no. So we drove how many all of these, did, back you, how many of these did you buy? We bought three of them. And then oh, for those that don't know Josh Jones, uh, he, uh, without making him sound bad, he, he's not cheap by any means. But if something's free, that's a good price for anything. So and yeah. they, and what happened is uh, someone passed away and they were cleaning out an elderly, like a father-in-law's house, I believe is what happened. And this guy would just buy these things, run them until they broke, park it and go buy another one. And so as we're loading it, Josh kind of looked in this giant dumpster, they're throwing stuff in. And we went back the second time and I got in, Josh was like, did you check out that dumpster? I'm like, no, I didn't check out the dumpster. What the, f- what the fuck, man? He's like, Oh, something's never changed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, there could be good stuff in there. I'm like, I'm not looking in their dumpster. We went back to pick up the other two. I would have done the same thing. Josh <laughs> looked in the dumpster and he got back in the truck after we got the other two loaded. He's like, Don, there's a segue in the dumpster. I'm like, what is like a legitimate segue? What? I'm like, no way. Like, what? I, sh- I shit you not. They threw away a segue. He's like, like the the handled one or the no handled a, one? A handled legitimate segue, like the seven thousand oh. dollar segue. Yeah. What? Yeah. So hear me out on this. So Josh is Hearing. like, um, can we ask him if we can have it? I'm like, I'm not gonna go ask him to go dumpster diving. No. Josh is like, oh, I don't want to ask him either. It's oh, man, I would have done that in a heartbeat, though, dude. Segue. And like Josh and I are having this conversation over like 30 seconds, maybe a minute of who's going to go ask these guys if we can dive in their dumpster. And finally, I, I just opened the door. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Is this stuff in the dumpster free game? And the guy's like, yeah. It's like, so we can have this right here. And he's like, yeah. And Josh got out and he like he's already climbing in the dumpster. And we pull out a Segway, a legitimate name brand Segway. I'm so jealous right yeah. now, dude. I want one so bad. So not only did we get three mobility scooters, we got a Segway. Where'd that end up? It's at uh, Josh's right now. Oh man. Yeah. That's What's uh, up with it? What's the story on that thing? Uh, when they threw it in the dumpster, they broke part of the handle, but doesn't seem to be too bad. But without, uh, I need to tear into it and see uh, how the controllers look, what kind of shape the motors are in. But just, uh, looking over it, feeling it, turning the gears and it feels nothing feels out of place with the, the motor and the drive unit. So the controllers have the cheap part. So man, that Adam, might be brought back to life. This might be your chance to get a 
Segway for a hundred bucks. Hell yeah. <laughs> Josh was so about that. So we're, we're rolling back to town through the more with two mobility scooters stacked in my truck and a Segway leaning over them strapped down. Yeah. So <laughs> we get this, uh, those to Josh's place, unload them. Well, I get back to my place. I start tinkering with uh, the mobility scooter. I have I look it into what it's going to take. Cause I want it to run, you know, 15 mile an hour minimum. Because five mile an hour is way too slow. Um, I want it to be able to haul, you know, 400 pounds. So I start looking up like, you know, what, what circuits are in it? What motor controller does it have? How do they function? What kind of axle do they use? And I uh, start putting together a parts list for things to buy to make this thing adequate for an actual like uh, pit buggy at this point. It's more than a pit scooter. Uh, it's getting uh, 12 inch knobby tires front and back for all-terrain purposes. Uh, it'll It'll be running 48 volts instead of the 24 volts they run. It'll be lithium cells instead of AMG, uh, sorry, AGM, aggregated glass mat. Um, so we'll, we'll cut 50 pounds out of the weight just in batteries. Uh, bigger motor with a live axle in the back instead of a transaxle. Uh, they, they only have one-wheel drive. Even the four-wheel the four wheel buggies only use one wheel for actually motion. Um, but in the process, it's still a functioning uh, mobility scooter, so I – I want to play with it. And so we got that heavy snow the other night. I'm like, I wonder how this does in the snow. So uh, I shit you not on this. I used that to scoop my sidewalks in my driveway. I just put a <laughs> shovel in front of me and just like hammered down, went down my whole sidewalk. And it it's, was able to push me in snow with the rubber tires it has, no grip whatsoever. I was able to sh- like shovel my entire sidewalk and driveway with it. And yes, I have a nice snowblower. I could have done it in half the time, but I have never had so much fun moving snow. I'm assuming that your wife took this picture and then sent it to you and was laughing at you while you were doing oh, she it. She was laughing hysterically in the house the whole time. Like, <laughs> really reconsidering her marriage choice. Yeah, she's, she's like, should. She's I had now. neighbors come back like, Don, you okay? Did you get hurt? I'm like, no, why? Like, you're on a mobility scooter. Oh, oh yeah, I see the confusion. No, I just bought it because I thought it'd be fun to play with. they've known you long enough they gotta be like they should know better yeah that makes a lot of sense now yeah and he works for the um dot and so he sent a bunch so he's in charge of like organizing the plow trucks and stuff so he sent a a me on this mobility scooter scooping my driveway to his his crew like there's no no reason not to get shit done this guy's out here in a mobility scooter doing it (laughs) so yeah the uh the current prototype for the tech boss pit scooters are going to be based off those frames uh, to start with, just to test the theory. Um, they'll have 2000 uh, watt lipo packs running 48 volts each wired in parallel uh, should give it around a 10 to 12 hour uh, charge or drive time, uh, which is a whole weekend of driving. Yeah. So um, it'll have enough uh, depending on weight, because uh, obviously traction the uh, limiting factor here, but it ha- it'll have enough power to uh, pull a car if you need to. <laughs> like on flat surfaces, it'll pull a car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh wants to add like a uh, a toolbox to like the back section of it, so you can have a toolbox on the go. Uh, have a wagon hookup, so you can pull the wagon behind it with like fuel jugs and stuff. Uh, like I said it'll it'll take mud, gravel, uh, you know, decent standing water, wet grass, uh, up to a 40 degree incline oh, and still be able to pull. Yeah. So these things got, uh, got excessive real quick. 
So the, the end plan is to, to build a couple of these, see if there's a, a market for like an actual, like legitimate, small framed, heavy duty pit scooter, because we're not basic bitches. We don't just get the razor scooter that goes on, you know, paved road. We want to drive this thing anywhere. I like how you, I don't even get the scooter and you already obsoleted it and make me look like an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to be rolling around on this mongoose thinking I'm cool as shit with my underglow and everyone's on their, their utility scooters like, ha, well, this, that's, loser. That's the one you're getting. What? That's the one that you're getting. That blue one, or actually you'll probably get one of the red ones. When I send you with one to try, it'll be that one. They're one of the red ones that I'm talking about. Not the mongoose? No. Oh. Unless you want the mongoose. Well, I won't say no to the mongoose. That's easy. It is. Like, I think you need the two-wheeler one for sure. I need Robbie. both. Yeah, I need both. Let me try both. Uh, all right, try both. All right. Uh, but yeah, so that uh, that happened very quickly, and it is fantastic. Uh, I've already messed with uh, the voltage on it, and, and uh, the, it uses a potentiometer for the speed controller. And I've already changed that out to different um, resistance potentiometer I had laying around to increase the speed, and I, I can do wheelies with it now. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's been a that's been a hoot of a project already. Uh, the the end goal that these things are that people are interested in them is uh, we're going to build our own frame, so we don't have to rely on buying used mobility scooters. But um, hey, you know a guy that can make these? Yes, exactly. That's one of the things I want to talk to Booney about. So I actually really messaged him back and said, you know, let's let's talk about the projects you've sent me. Because every time I come up with one of these ideas, I text Booney, "Hey, this is what I need." <laughs> what kind of cost are you looking at? And I just don't get texts back anymore. I'm like, maybe I sent him too many. Well, you got to call and follow up when you're serious. Yeah, yeah, I'm Booney. I'm serious about everything I talk about. <laughs> I don't joke. That's fair. Uh, that's not even kind of true. What are you talking about? You joke all the time. Not about things I build. I mean, I suppose you're serious about it, but at the same time, if you can think of something I've talked about wanting to build, I guarantee I have attempted to build it in that room. You're so ADD that like <laughs> there's there's for sure things that you're like, I'm going to do this. But then you've already before you even started, you've already come up with a different, better alternative. OK, yeah, maybe it's the same thing. It's just a better version of it. That is 100 percent true. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll sit down in my tinker room and I'll start on a project with like three hours. It's morphed into something way more better. <laughs> way, way scope creep is, is Don's biggest enemy. Yeah, yeah it is for sure. Yep. But I like to, I like to go big. I don't want to make something that anybody else can just make or, you know, someone, something that someone else already has. I want to make something that when you have it, it's got features that the other items that are similar haven't even thought of yet which brings us to the next segue into what we're going to talk about that was smooth by the way yeah is the coolers that i'm working on uh i talked about them uh for a little bit in the last podcast and there was some information i left out that i wanted to add to it um not only does it have you know uh preset user data different temperatures pump rates all that um it also has an internal battery backup and that's something I forgot to add that's a huge uh, creature comfort for long pit stops at endurance races. The the last time the ZR3 guys raced and had one, it wasn't in Halle because it was kind of chilly, but the race before that, I don't know where it was at. Um, that was the first time they tested a battery backup into a, in one of my coolers. And uh, they said they absolutely loved it. And so... Thought about uh, high plains, right? What's that? Thought about high plains, I bet. Uh, yeah, I think, it, yep. So in those long pit stops, it doesn't sound like a long time, you know, you know, five minute pit stop or something like that to fuel up. But if you're in a 130 degree cockpit, 
uh, that gets hot real fast. And this will still be pumping cold fluid for that time. So that's another thing this cooler offers that no other cooler on the market has has even tried doing yet is an internal battery that just runs the system while the car's off. Yeah, that would be that would be yeah. a lot lot better. So, and on that note, even with the battery, total weight of this thing is sub eight pounds. It's sub six pounds without the battery. That's but crazy. Sub eight pounds with a battery with fluid. So Have you abandoned your hopes and dreams of making one that I can like clip on my belt and carry. Nope. In fact, that is a different line of product I'm working on. Same Peltier uh, module I'm using, but yeah. uh, the unit that unit actually snaps into a little vest that you wear. I, I think of a life jacket, but not as thick, and it snaps into that. And it's kind of like an Iron Man thing. You put it in there and twist, and it locks it in. And a battery pack on your hip, and it has veins in the uh, the vest that you wear. And instead of cooling the water and then pumping the water, which is incredibly inefficient, uh, it just blows the cold air on your chest and then around the sides on your back. And uh, that can operate with one module on two and a half amps. So a five amp hour battery, you're getting roughly two and a half hours of cooling, depending on if you're having a high or low. Um, and if you're working with like DeWalt tools or something like that, and you have battery charge, you just walk up, grab a new battery, snap it on your belt. And you you're have a personalized air conditioning suit. Um, that would be so killer in my job. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I actually reached out to the uh, city of Ankeny to ask if they would put some money down for R and D on that for like construction, like outside, like asphalt and paving. And they didn't get back to me. So then I contacted um, my one. Uh, I, I was in foster care when I was ra- uh, when I was raised. So my foster brother owns the construction company now a fairly large construction company and i asked him if he would be interested if this is a technology you know he could find useful he's like yeah you know absolutely we're out you know 100 plus degrees and we're working our asses off we could have a way to stay cool and just pop in a battery when you need to he's like i would absolutely i'd buy one for every one of my guys so i'm hoping he'll uh kick over some money for some r&d on that one because i can only afford so much R&D money on all these projects. <laughs> so yeah, that's another uh, the item I want to build that's similar to the car driver cooler, but way more efficient because it's not, um, you're not using the water to cool. Because with the cooling system, you have to make it, you would think like, oh, you know, 60 degrees would be fantastic because the human body, you know, is already, you know, 98 degrees. But you have to think that you have to get that that cooling sensation through an insulator, which is the hose, and pump it through hose that's not being cooled, that's laid out in the car. So there's thermal energy being absorbed that way, even if it's insulated. So it takes a lot of cooling um, to actually feel it on your body. So yeah, the air one's way more efficient. So you're saying it'd be way easier, obviously. Yeah, way easier. (laughs) Okay, that's all I want to talk about it. That's done. Moving right along. Yeah. All right. Next thing I want to bring up, I want to talk about the racetrack in the Ozarks. Yeah. If you haven't heard of that by now, you oh, don't yeah. deserve to know about it. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, that racetrack is going to be amazing. There's going to be uh, hopefully lots of us that get some track time on there. Um, and I wanted to bring up the fact that Josh Jones and I have been buying property within a couple miles of that racetrack. <laughs> So, uh, we just closed on 3.3 acres. Um, 
that's what you closed. Yeah, we, we own the property. I was so, oh god, Sat, as as of Saturday, the conversation had been that you had just talked about it. Yep, I don't mess around. Classic Don. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. So Josh is in the same boat. I told Josh, like, hey, what do you think about buying some property in the Ozarks? You know, by the racetrack. He's like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And we start like looking in there, and it was like two or three days. I'm like, how serious are you? He's like, pretty serious. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put an offer in on this place. And it was like two or three days later. We own three point three acres now. So it's just it's just land. Yep, uh, it's just land that uh, has no restrictions. So we'll turn that into like a camping area, and we'll we'll try to uh, build it for the uh, to be usable for race car enthusiasts. You know, nice wide parking spaces, camping places. So I mean, obviously you can camp at the track, but there's always a cost with that. Uh, this is three miles away. If you want to go and you know park your some vehicles there so they're not all in the racetrack you can do that and it's close to the racetrack uh after a race weekend you want to park your rig there and then go and enjoy the ozarks with your family or something because you, you know you're taking a weekend off you can park your towing rig and your dalton 40 foot trailer there and you know <laughs> still go do ozarks things without having to worry about driving a truck and trailer around so we're gonna have you know hoping we're shooting for it you know a nice big wide open area that you can camp at park stuff at so that's incredible. Uh, when this track opens up and you get down there and you want somewhere to park, hit us up. Techbossllc at gmail.com. Yeah. Actually, that's uh that's property boss LLC. <laughs> Bought that with a different LLC. <laughs> you gotta protect your assets. I understand. I understand. I don't I, I don't I don't right. blame you. Adam's like cracking up in his chair. That's incredible. Oh man. gosh, Don. You know me. I know. I don't know the, why. The crazy thing you, is, though, he's going to make he's going to make Monday hand over fist with this. <laughs> Retire at forty five. That's been my goal since. Here's I was the 30. thing, though, is that uh, it's well known in the racetrack ownership uh, world that the third owner of any given racetrack will be profitable. So it's got to get that far without Maybe. going under permanently, uh, and. I'm just saying it's not even open yet. No, not yet. And even if it doesn't open, that land is still going to maintain its value and increase over time. It's yeah, not a bad land. That, that's, that's land in general. Yeah. Yes. So not only are we not upset that if the track doesn't open or it doesn't turn out, turn out to be what everybody expects it to be, we still own 3.3 acres in an area that has a lot of tourists. Yeah. No, you're, you, that's, that's a good spot either way. Um, so that's that's the Josh and I news, other than the uh, mobility scooters. Jeez, that I, one's done. That's three done out of the list. I see. I was super pumped about Jess's family having a lake house twenty minutes from the track, but now three. It's three miles. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, right up uh, Main Highway J, right off Main Highway J. God, that's perfect. Yep, it was hard to find one. Yeah, I bet they're selling pretty quick. Uh, Let's see. The, another quick one I wanted to talk about. This is another uh, easy, fast one. We talked about like friends you make selling cars and stuff. Uh, Robbie, I'm not sure if you, if you were part of this, but I know Adam was. Uh, I like MR2 Spiders. It's the third generation MR2. They look really girly, but with the right uh, stance being lowered, a little bit wider wheels and uh, body kits, they look really, really cool. Because of you, I was trying to sell somebody on one the other day. I love those cars. I think they're 
hugely underrated. Yep. Um, it, that's starting to, to be known because you used to be able to buy those for like two or $3,000 and they're up like six to $8,000 for the same miles now. So they're finally starting to catch up in price. So they're not as, um, does, it's, it's hard for me to jump on board, but I, I've owned six or seven of them. In, I remember the one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, I buy them and I'm all about side hustle. Um, my goal is to retire by 45 or I, I didn't do a good job. Um, I'll buy, I'll buy a car and list it for a 30% profit that same day and put it for sale. If someone shows up with that money, I'm selling that car no matter how much I liked it. And that is currently why I do not own an MR2 Spider is because I buy it. I list it for sale and some idiot comes and buys it from me. <laughs> uh, I want an MR2 Spider, So stop buying them from me, people. Stop listing them. <laughs> no. Just enjoy what you have. You just, just sit on it for a, a week, man. I had one for about a year once. Is that the... It was, it was like most of that, most of that was winter time, but... And then I autocrossed The black one he had yeah, for quite a while. That was about a year. Well, I remember you, uh, had, you had the Z and then you got that, and then without any modifications... The MR2 was faster at Marshalltown. Yep, I read like it faster immediately time. faster. <laughs> yep. All I did was tires on it. No other change whatsoever. And I ran a faster time with that. And that Z was heavily modified. Right. That. Yeah. Uh, and that was a small track. That was Marshalltown. Just an so auto, if it was yeah, like man or something, it yeah. probably wouldn't have been faster than the Z where I could open it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, awesome cars. You can buy a hard top for, for them for about 1500 bucks, And a hard top on those cars completely changes the look. It's a way better they, look. They're just gorgeous with a hard top. Uh, if you they, Google it, anybody listen to this, if you like MR2s of early cars, uh, look up one with a wide body and a hard top. Because all in all, that's 3000 bucks worth of parts and the car looks amazing. It's even just the hard top alone changes the look enough. Yeah, it does. Uh, same with the Z4. Um, the convertible, not, eh, not really an uh, eye catcher, but a hard top Z4 looks really good. Same with Miata's. Same with Miatas, yep. Uh, so, right about tangent there, I bought one from Texas, sight unseen. A guy listed it on Facebook. Somehow it popped up, cars near you. So I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey, is this for sale? And it was, um, the. it had mods I wanted already on it for a good price with a little bit of damage. It had, it had a salvage title, but it was fixed, quote unquote fixed. Uh, and goes. completely drivable. For a good price, so I, a buddy of a buddy had family in El Paso, Texas. So I I asked him if it was okay if I reached out to his buddy's family, if they would go purchase this car, I'll send them the money, and then I'll send a truck down to pick it up. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Only in the car community is that something that you can count on. So I, I pay for all these people money. They meet with this guy. They buy the car. I schedule a semi to go pick it up. They drop it off at my place, and I'm just stupid giddy about it. It's silver. It's a, it's got coilovers. It's got um, some motor mounts, uh, exhaust, and the the you know cherry on top is it already had the Lotus Elise two ZZ swap in it. Oh, with the C60 transmission. So that's the six speed out of the Lotus. And the two ZZ out of the Lotus. Is that like a super common thing? Uh, so the MR2 Spider has a one ZZ in it. That's like the, the Celica, right? Yep. Uh, so the the one ZZ is out of the pre uh, 
uh, Celica GT. Yeah, yeah, the, the 180. Oh, no, sorry, non-GT, non-GT. Uh, it was actually the motor in the teal Celica I owned at one point, Adam. Same motor. Yeah, like high, in college, that motor was so wore out that oh, yeah. it was a manual transmission. And if you didn't apply the e brake and you just left it in gear, if it was on a hill, it would roll away, and you could hear the engine go as it would go faster because it didn't make enough compression to hold itself in place. I drove that car over three hundred thousand miles, and it still started every day. Uh, it was a. I couldn't believe, believe the reliability. It was wore the fuck out, but yep. it ran fine. Yep. And then the seventh <laughs> gen Celicas have the one ZZ, and if you get a seventh gen Celica GT, which is like the red one I brought to an autocross, which I bought, and then somebody offered me more money plus a golf cart for, <laughs> so I sold that. Um, the day that I blew up my S10 was the day that we went to get that. Oh yeah, you were with me when I picked that up. Yeah, that's a whole other story. That car was stolen, <laughs> sort of. So, I mean, legality, per, uh, legally, I mean, legally, it, yes, it was absolutely stolen. We stole yeah. that car. <laughs> All right, we're here. Uh, I need to know the story. You need that story? Yeah, you got to tell me. We're here. Okay, so um, I again, I, I've owned a lot of MR2 spiders, and I wanted a two ZZ C60 transmission swap spider. Because that motor bolts directly in uh, a plug-and-play uh, ECU harness. It's two hundred and ten bucks. Um, a few small parts here and there, but that motor will bolt into that car in four hours. And you have from you go from one hundred and ten horsepower to one hundred and eighty horsepower, uh, and you go from a five-speed to a six-speed. It's basically, you, a Lotus Elise at that. Yeah, point. it is a poor man's Lotus Elise. In fact, there was a a, a competition done between a Lotus Elise and an MR2 swapped two ZZ with the same transmission and the, the MR2 one on a track, which is crazy because it's a Lotus Elise. Right. Um, but so I found a low miles Celica GTS with the two ZZ and the C66 speed transmission. And I already had the MR2 spider in my garage, uh, which was like a 70, 70 K mile mint condition, which Adam was there when I picked that up too. Uh, that was, uh, again, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam, to... Adam, Dave, and Josh. Those are my, no, my go-to just guys. Just and Dave. Yep, we drove Dave. to fucking Chicago for that. Thing. Yes, we did. I forgot Dave about the whole that. Uh, Rainstorm. I forgot about that. Yep. So I we I bought that car, and then went like two or three weeks later and bought the Celica because that's the motor I was going in that car, even though it was mint condition, no issues. It was getting a two ZZ because that's my that's the car I want. Um, going by this car, I'm messaging this guy. Uh, we set it up, go there, test drive. Everything looks good. Adam drove the car home. I think it was you, me, and Cleo. Yeah, yeah David came too. Damn, we had a whole crew to buy. We picked car. up Cleo on the way there. That sounds about right for some reason. Yeah, hey, another that. random buddy. We drove a couple hours to pick that car up too. Um, yeah, that was in the Cedar Falls Waterloo area. Yep. And so we bought the Celica. Adam drove the Celica home, I believe. Maybe it was me. I can't remember. No. It was you. Yeah, it was you and me. Uh, and uh, we, I get home. I wait a week or two. I go to register it, and there's an issue with it because uh, the title was marked as stolen. Oh, shit. So I go to register it, and they took the title. The, the title I had signed over, they took it from me. Like, that, that's mine. I paid for that. Give me that back. They took it because it came back stolen. So I start messaging this guy. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I bought this car from you. I have a bill of sale. Like, what's going on? 
And the guy's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. You got into some family drama. I'm like, what now? So I guess his brother, who owned the car, um, was out of town, and he owed his little brother money for something. So his, I think it was know, him and his dad. Yeah, him and his dad were both in on it and selling the car. Yeah. The older brother was out of town for work. So they sold his car for the money that, that he owed them. And they forged his signature on the title. <laughs> and the guy, the guy came back home and said his car was gone, so he reported it stolen. Oh, boy. So I, have to, I get a hold of this guy, the messaging. He's like, oh, man, this is a mess. I'm so sorry. My brother wants the car back. I'm like, no, the, the car's mine. I have a bill of sale. It's mine. And there was some, like, some drama back and forth. I had to get a hold of the actual owner to explain it. Um, I had a lawyer send them a message, letting them know that, you know, we'll be taking this to small claims because it's under $5,000. And eventually the original owner re-signed the title and I ended up getting the car. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have the Celica. I have the MR2. I'm ready to roll. about motor swapping them. And I have both cars listed for sale for more than what I paid for them because that's what I do when I buy a car. And someone showed up and bought the MR2. I bought it for five. I sold it for 75 oh, within a hell? month. <laughs> uh, and then the Celica, I'm like, well, I have no use for the Celica now. I autocrossed it once or twice just because I had it in the garage. And it's a fun car. That 2ZZ, when you get into the the, the VTEC version of Toyota, like it's a fun motor. Oh, yeah. I, I that motor in an MR2 is amazing. And it's, they're, they're so light and nimble. Um, so then I put the Celica for sale because I didn't need it. Uh, and I ended up, I think I plasti dipped it red. Yeah. I had a bunch of red plasti dips. So I ended up plasti dipping it red. Uh, it looked really, really good. Put some black XXR wheels on it uh, in a new clutch, I believe. I think David Allen helped me put a clutch in it. And I think Josh helped with that too. I think all three of us did a clutch on it because it was starting to slip. Uh, enlisted it for sale. I think I paid 1500 bucks for this running Celica with a good motor. And then I plasti dipped it wheels and tires, uh, autocrossed it, uh, new clutch. And I listed it for five grand. And some guy gave me 3,500 and a 2015 electric golf cart, <laughs> which I sold for 3,500. <laughs> yeah. So again, so I hate this guy. <laughs> So, um, moving forward a little bit, I still want an MR2 Spider with the 2ZZ motor in it. I cannot get this itch out of me. And then you bought a BMW instead. Well, no, no, no. This is before the BMW, right right before. Um, Then, so one pops up in Texas. So I bought it sight unseen. It was like four grand or thirty five hundred or something like that. Uh, Sent money to someone I had never met before. That's only a friend of a friend to someone I know. they were super cool about it. They stored it in the garage until a couple of days when the semi truck got there, they delivered it. I jumped in it, started it, went and did some, you know, pulls on it. And this thing just pulls, I'm going to say like a freight train, quote unquote, but I understand you guys with 500 horsepower, like, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot with your 180 horse. Dalton's right, texting but, you right now. <laughs> yeah. Dalton, Dalton, yeah. As soon as Dalton hears this, like, have you been in my Corvette before? My, 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 thighs. Uh, <laughs> there it is. He was, <laughs> He texted me earlier today. He's like, I'm so proud of you guys. You actually said something nice about me for once. And I said, don't worry, Don's coming on tonight. We'll fix that. Kidding aside, Dalton is a really good friend of mine. Um, love that guy to death. I've been part of his life for a long time. We have a pretty uh, colorful history between him and I. We're not going to get into it in the podcast. Aww. Oh, that's hilarious. 
maybe uh, later episodes when my wife wouldn't listen. Um, <laughs> but uh, really good friend of mine, awesome guy. He's he's bent over backwards for me whenever I needed a favor. Likewise for me to him, uh, always been there. Um, good friend to have in life. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, awesome that he's gotten into racing like he has. So. I get this 2ZZ swap C60 six speed MR2. It's silver, black top, black leather interior. Um, you know, driving it home, just giggling like a little girl, just wah, 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 every gear, because that's how I drive. One hand on the shifter, one hand on the wheel, just beating this thing to death on the way home. And uh, I get it home and I park it. I'm taking pictures of it. I'm like, why the hell does this front tire look so weird? And the front driver tire legitimately looked like it had like seven to eight degrees of negative camber. And the other side was like straight. I'm like, what the fuck? So then I start, so I pull all this suspension off and I found that the suspension, like the actual strut was bent. I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll just put a new strut on it. Um, so I did all the new struts all the way around. I already had lowering springs and then put it back on the ground and it looks the exact same. I'm like, what in the hell am I missing? So Josh came over, we start inspecting it. So this was a damaged car that was, just minor front end damage uh-huh. from what it was reported at the entire front driver's side of this car had been cut off and a new one welded on. Oh no. Yeah. And none of it lined up and the welds were like, I'm not a welder at all, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I could have done a better job blindfolding. Like I can't believe that front of the car was still held together. The welds, like, you know, the seam would be going straight. The welds would start like veering off the, the seam and then like, come back into it. So like only half the area was welded. It was just like a boogery mess that they spray paint over and, and ground down with the grinder to make it look somewhat reasonable. Oh my God. Like Josh saw this. And he's like, dude, this, it's undrivable. It's, it's undrivable. Yeah. It's not, it's not only can we not fix this, it's not safe to drive. I'm like, it's, this is a death trap waiting to happen. I'm like, fuck. I finally got a two ZZ spider. Um, so I listed it for sale and <laughs> shit. And I was, I'm a very honest business person. Yeah, of Um, course. I will not sell something without disclosing everything about it. So I listed it for sale. And I had a guy from Texas that was only like an hour or two before I bought the damn thing. (laughs) And he messaged me. He's like, hey, I'm from Texas. I know it's a long shot, but any chance that you can help me get it lined up on a trailer and ship it to me? I want the car really bad. I'm like, you know, this is a salvage title. It's not street safe. I sent him pictures of all the welds. He's like, I just want the motor and transmission. I already have an MR2 with a bad motor, has a motor dock. I just want to put a, a 2ZZ. I'm like, that's the same fucking thing I wanted, buddy. <laughs> right. So we worked out a deal and he ended up paying me for what I had into it and a little more um, just because I, I put new parts on it. But I broke, I didn't make money on that day. I just broke even. And again, I pulled the Don like, He's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll send you the money right now. Then I'll work on getting uh, shipping stuff set up. And I'm like, oh, no, dude, if you send me the money, I'll, I'll get the shipping taken care of. Just give me your address. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'll take care of all that. You don't, don't worry about that. It's easier for me to take care of on my side than it is your side. I just did this. Trust me. So, you know, he sent me the money. Uh, no questions asked. Didn't He sent it as cash to a friend. So I could have just walked off with that. You know, he, ooh, yeah. So he just sent me the money. I talked to this guy like three times. His name is Jay Parker. Um, and so I sure I within a couple of days had this car and a trailer and 
a few days went by. He messaged me with pictures of the car showing up and we messaged back and forth. He's like, I can't believe how honest that, you know, how honest of a deal that was. And he's like, well, I'm actually like a computer forensics. So-and-so I have this, you know, education and this master's degree. So honestly, if you, if you want to stole my money, I just, I just want to hack your life and stole everything from you. And, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, fun fact, I'm pretty educated in electronics. I stole that shit right back from you. <laughs> and this was three years ago. And I talked to this guy every week still. That's hilarious. He's like one of my probably top friends. I would consider like if, I, if I had a wedding, I got married in a, at the courthouse because it's cheap. And I like to save my money instead of spending $30,000. Was that like Robbie? As someone that didn't do that, I highly recommend doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, at some point, maybe if we renew vows or, or something, um, we'll have a wedding. And if I had like best men or anything like that, he'd be one of them. That's how good of a friend he is. I would have David, Josh, probably Dalton, uh, Adam, and Jay Parker. Uh, th- those would be my groomsmen. And I've never met this guy in person, but we talk all the time. And when we talk about scope creep, he took that 2ZZ, put it in his car, drove it, loved it, pulled it out, put it in his wife's MR2 Spider, I believe. And now he has a turbocharged, like 700 horse K24 swapped in it. Jeez. Uh, and he's working on all wheel drive conversion. That would be a wild car. Yeah. Super wild. But, uh, Shout out to Jay if, if you ever hears this. I'm definitely going to send him a link uh, that I talked about him in a podcast. But just one of those random guys I've never met in person. I talk to all the time, and the development I've done on the the cooling system, uh, a lot of help has came from him because it turns out his family run business is for cryo freezers. For uh, they do like uh, spectral analysis on dairy, and they have like yep. these cryo freezers that they have to use. So if my R&D uh, I have to do, I use a very expensive cryo um, fluid um, that's like $28 an ounce or something like that. It's ridiculous. And he'll like message me, hey, you running low on fluid? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, got another gallon in the mail for you. He'll just ship this shit to me. <laughs> like, stop doing that, Jay. Let me send you money or something. And um, he, uh, he's helped with... Um, working out the math behind some of the, the Delta T conversions and what material to use for better electron flow from an NP type. Uh, he, he's also an, uh, an engineer. So uh, the coolers probably wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for him, which I only met him because I bought a car and it was a piece of shit and I sold it because he wanted the motor out of it just like I did. <laughs> so small car, world. Car friends are the best friends. They are. So done. I mean, I think Adam would agree that some of the best friends we've ever had in our whole lives would be from the podcast that we rarely ever see. I would say 90% of the people I talk to every day, I either met through the podcast or have gotten like Dalton. I've known for years and years and years, but I don't think I would probably talk to him at all if it weren't for the, sh- if I hadn't started doing the show before that. Yeah. And, you know, like most of the people I talk to on a daily basis, uh, I know because of the show and some of them I've also never met. Yeah. Like, so like, like yeah, James, it's, from it's King very of weird. I'm, like we, yeah. we talk semi-regularly and I, I think I know him pretty well and he knows us pretty well because he listens to the show, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Like we've never met yet. Not yet. Five years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's very strange. We live in a, we- a weird world where that's a thing. 
yeah. for a lot Did of your people. Dad, listen to the show. He does. Well, hey, Papa Adam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to show this last podcast, but I, I got tangenty. The uh, first time, again, I thought my Taurus was fast. Then I thought Adam's Cavalier was fast. Then I thought the Celica was fast. Um, uh, it wasn't until I went days. to Adam's house for the first time, and his dad's like, "Is it a Pontiac? Pontiac Trans Am?" Uh, he is a at the time. I mean, he still has it, but at the time, it would have been his Firebird formula. Okay. Yep. It it was the Firebird. Okay. Yeah. And and you're like, Dad, you want to take us for a ride? And like me, I'm like, oh, it's a muscle car. Like it's heavy, it's loud, it doesn't go very fast, and that's where I think muscle cars are. I'm in the back seat of this thing, and he's like just putzing around, like getting into it a little bit. I'm like, okay, it's kind of quick. And then he stops like on a highway <laughs> and like does some shit, gets the shifter ready, and just fucking launches this thing and like my face my blood in my face is in like the back of my head i'm in the back of the seat i'm just like oh what is happening and i can just hear tire noise engine noise and i don't know what's going on and we're just moving and he's like oh i was hoping it would hook a lot better that was just spinning all the way through second and third i'm like that wasn't hooked and it was the fastest car i had ever been in and probably still to this day yeah that car gets out of its own way pretty well yeah that was like that, to me. That was like, I like fast cars. That, that was the moment I realized what I had was not fast. They were fun. I wanted a fast car. My dad would be like, "Well, if you like fast cars, what are you messing around with the stuff you've got now?" Then <laughs> because I don't have a good answer for you, and there's nothing whimsical or funny I can say yet. But unfortunately, will, he's right. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, I would like a fast car, but I also really like electronics and yes you can make a very fast electric car but that's hard to do yourself i can go out and buy a tesla um in fact i i owned one very shortly uh never actually took possession of it it turns out if you don't test drive a tesla you buy it without test driving it you have a seven day or a thousand miles or seven days to return it um quick tangent here I told my wife you could buy a Tesla for thirty thousand dollars. She's like, "That's reasonable. If you want it, you can buy it." Sweet. Turns out you can't. I <laughs> never said I wanted a thirty thousand dollars Tesla. I said you could buy them for thirty thousand dollars. So when she said, "If you want one, you can get it," I ordered it with the twin motor, the biggest battery pack, with the <laughs> ludicrous mode. And when she, when we're, I'm like filling out paperwork and. Um, you know, we go to see it and she finds out the price. The price was $67,000. She was not happy. Then I explained to her the same thing. I never said I was paying 30. I just said you could buy one. And apparently that is not an argument you can have with a spouse. Yeah. The, the technically argument never works. <laughs> yeah. So um, never got to buy my Tesla. Uh, but I did design one in, in, uh, uh, it was built to my spec, which is really cool to like go and like, I want all of these and they send you pictures of it and like, Hey, no, it's delivered. This is where it's at. Went, went down to Omaha. Yeah. Didn't get to bring it home. Dang it. Yeah. Was that an awkward drive home? Was, uh, was it a quiet drive home? No, it wasn't quiet. <laughs> no. <laughs> There was a lot of talking, actually. It's very animated. Now I figured you were just going to say that you bought it, got delivered, you put it on Facebook Marketplace, and sold it for ten grand more. 
No, that would have been a, an awesome story. Though. That's what you do with uh, your C8 Corvette. That's no, that's thirty grand yeah. more. Okay, are you trading? That's in? forty grand more. Yeah, shit's out of control. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. I like, I like electric vehicles, and I think there's a lot of shade being tossed on on them unnecessarily. On this uh, show, is that what you're saying? Uh, on this show, Don is <laughs> much more pro EV than we are. Absolutely, yes. the fact that you would even consider buying a Tesla means he's on the other end of the spectrum from me. Well, Teslas are not put together well. Their build quality no, is not. I, I, hate, I hate Tesla. And, yep. Uh, um, you buy a Tesla for the software. Like the gimmicky shit? It's a user shit? experience. Okay, fair being enough. Being in a Tesla is a whole different environment than being in a car. It's not a car. It is an experience. So it's not put together like a car. It's not your, you know, your body panels aren't lining up like Toyota or Lexus. <laughs> Um, maybe someday they will be, but when you're buying a Tesla, you have to know going into that, that it's not a, not everything's going to line up. The interior doesn't, there, there's gaps placed. It's, they don't spend as much money with the, the fine tuned uh, finishes that you would expect in a car, but the amount of creature comforts and things that car can do for you. That's why you buy a Tesla. It is an enjoyable experience to get from point A to point B. Um, and I stand by that 100%, but they are not a great car yet, but it is an amazing transportation experience. Different. Those are two different things. <laughs> we will completely agree with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, some micro vehicles that have come out that are like, you know, solar only. I know we talked about that in the group chat. I sent that to Dalton because Dalton said you couldn't have a car that's strictly solar. That's ser- um, that's power. seriously made my day when I made the like. I was like, you know, it, I think that all electric cars should have a solar power, solar panel roof. And then Dalton was like, no, you idiot, it's impossible. And then you chime in, you're like, well, actually. And then you just wrote this like three paragraph thing, and then you're like, so suck it, Dalton. And that made me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I sent you a screenshot of this, and um, this is another talking point I have. A lot of shade get t- tossed on solar panels in electric cars it, for the p- fact that you can't put a solar panel on a roof. It's only you know twenty to thirty percent efficient. A lot of people don't understand that even modern internal combustion engines are only thirty percent efficient. The amount of thermal energy when it detonates, um, the force that pushes the piston down, is only thirty percent of the actual um, energy being produced in the cylinder. The other, you know. 70, 80% is heat out the exhaust. So modern motors have been around for, you know, hundred years and we're still barely able to get 30% efficiency and solar panels have only been mainstream for 10 years. And we're already, there's already one out that's 35% efficient, not to public yet, but within 10 years, we're already at 35%. So give it some time, people. This isn't going to happen overnight. This is new technology. They're developing new ways to harness this energy. I think if, You've been patient enough for motors to be shit efficiency for this long. Give solar some time. It's going to be there. There's a future there. Don't hate on it. Oh, yeah. No, I, okay, I was at, uh, I was working at Powerfilm Solar, and it's all small, uh, like like stuff for like tents, lot, like a lot of military applications or camping applications. And like even then, like it was, you know, just the si- like the size of a keyboard, you know? Then you just yep. hang it off your backpack yeah. and you charge your electronics that you take with you when you go camping yep. and it's something that small and it was pretty revolutionary at the time just to be able to charge that type of stuff with something yeah, that, that tiny. Yeah, that's like 10 to 15% efficiency. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah. So in the 10 years, we've gone from 10 to 15, even 5% on some mono cells. Now we're pushing 35%. And this is what shit gets crazy. They have double-sided solar panels. Um, so you're harvesting energy from light. Um, and on the bottom side, when the sun goes down, the thermal radiation that's stored in the ground from some hitting the ground all day reflects back. It actually powers the bottom side at an efficiency of 10%. So now you're not only limited to daylight. When the sun goes down, they're still harvesting power. That's crazy. Yeah. And these technologies, they just keep coming. Being an electronics instructor and talking to companies that come in that want to hire our technicians out of college, and they're telling us about products that are coming out that aren't available yet. There's stuff coming that is, is crazy. And like I said, we're just scratching the surface with renewable energy. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I, I like gas motors too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love the sound of a V8, even though I don't own, I've never owned a V8 that I know of. The Bronco. That's I not had, true. What I you had, had a, you had that Hemi in the Jeep. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeep. <laughs> I did love that thing too. Maybe, there's a thing there. maybe, I, maybe I like V8s. I love that Jeep. Um, okay. Other than that, out of the 30 some cars I've owned in my life, that's the only V8. Um, I have nothing against V8s. I think they sound glorious. I love the ingenuity behind making, you know, uh, a big block or even a small block make, you know, four-digit horsepower. It's amazing. I love watching engine masters on Motor Trend. That's stuff that they test. That There's a cool science behind this when they're talking valve, you know, lap and how you can increase it and you can move the curve around by just changing these small tweaks. It, it's really cool engineering. It's just it doesn't trip my trigger the way electronics do. And for everybody, that's their own thing. I love electronics. So I, I have dedicated my life to, to to develop, to help the development of electronics in their future. Um, that being a, a somewhat segue into the one of the last things I wanted to talk about was um, battery power in your house. Unless you had something else, Robbie. Can I move on to this? Of course. It's your show. I'm not. How long have we been doing this? Do we need to? No, we we got nothing but time, man. I'm getting getting tired. I got, I got nothing to do except fix my truck. I gotta go to bed. How long we been doing this? I don't see. How can I see how much time it's been? It's been two hours. Fuck. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's save that for next time, Donnie. You'll be back. I have no doubt of this in my mind. We can, we can, we can wrap up with. uh, with you talking about the battery power for your house. I don't think you're going to, you're going to talk about that for too terrible long. Yeah. That's a real quick thing. Yeah. And All, right. All right. All right. All right. And then before okay. that, everyone needs to head over to apex get their apex data unit. It comes in the sweet box like this. Um, it's about the size of a computer that Dom was talking about earlier. Uh, you can use it for your data logging at the track when you're also, you know what you should do, Don, is make it so that you can do your Apex Pro OBD2 thing and have it stream straight to your uh, live stream so you have all the data. I was going to ask you if we could try setting it up. We absolutely can. And if we have sure, to. From what I've heard about those guys, they're super cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they can get on board with uh, even talking to me about their communication platform they use for their OBD2 and be able to port that in and write my own program to harvest that information. Yeah, that uh, that would be awesome. That'd be a huge thing for Apex. We, we know it, yeah. I'll say they, they have the their their app does that video stuff. So I mean if you want to use their Apex Pro app, I think that uh you could take it from there. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, apextrackcoach.com if you want to use code 10 tents for a free window mount when you buy your unit. Otherwise reach out to Andrew and get uh 
the unit or the uh, OBD2 module. Just uses their app, and it yeah, it does video streaming. It does all the OBD2 data plus all the regular lap timing data. All right, Don. That's a really good idea because then you, you just run that, run the program on the mini computer in the car, and just have that streaming that be your live stream. Yes. We have to set that up next time you do a, a time attack, a time try, whatever you're into. Uh, or wheel the wheel. I'm doing both this year. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, get together sometime and uh, we, play with some settings. Heck yeah. Okay. My last thing for anybody that's still listening to my rant here. A lot. Um, a lot of people are listening. <laughs> battery power in your house. Uh, I'm sure you've seen if anybody like the, the Tesla walls that you can buy for your house that are like $14,000 that you can, they charge off solar. Then you charge your cars off those. Uh, they're, they are really cool, but I'm not going to spend that much money on one. Um, I finished my basement in the house that I bought and we live in an area that's known to have water buildup. Um, if the power goes out, the sump stops running. So my wife said, I want you to build something. So we never have to worry about sump not running. So I'm like, how much can I spend? She's like, I want you to build something so we never have to worry about the sump not running. That was her first mistake. Yeah. So I took that as I'm going to build something that can run my entire basement in case the power goes out for a week. Um, So that's what I did. Uh, I built a um, battery wall. There's eight um, um, AGM cells. Each one's 150 amp hours. They're wired in series, so each bank is 150. So in total, it's 300 amp hours at 48 volts. That goes to an inverter that spits out 110 and 240 volts AC that has a grid tie relay. So if the power goes out, it instantly transfers power. It's something like uh, 100 millisecond transfer time. Uh, It's fast enough that your TV doesn't even stop playing. Uh, The lights flicker for a split second, and you don't know power even went out. So... Uh, originally that's what it was built for. If we lose power, I also added a second sump to my sump pump that runs specifically off the, the DC on that, the inverter AC and the main one that still runs off the grid. So if the grid is up, both pumps are running, which is just nice to have two pumps running for heavy rain. The power goes out. It's just the backup pump that's running off of the battery inverter. Um, but I built it big enough and overbuilt it for the specific reason that, in the summer months, a lot of people don't know this, but your energy uh, provider, MidAmerican, uh, Allegiant, is that the other one? It's around here. Alliant. Alliant. Okay. Um, they do price gouging, which is supposed to be illegal, but it's not for some reason with electrical companies. For peak hours, they'll charge you 300 to 500% for the same energy that you get at night. So we're talking three cents a kilowatt during off-peak hours. And it could be upwards of 18 to 20 cents a kilowatt during peak hours in the summer. So I spent 1800 bucks to build that entire setup with, uh, you know, two banks, all the batteries, the inverter, the wiring transfer relay, the uh, control box that monitors all of it. Uh, I can connect to it by Wi-Fi. So if I'm not home, I can log in and check on it if I'm out of town or something. All of that, less than two grand. Built it myself. Super easy to do. I say super easy. I've, I've been, this is what I do for a living. So to me, it was super easy. I should, should say super easy. Um, was not a big project. Um, the cool side of that is not only does it give my basement power if we lose grid, 
which we did in the Durancho, the Dorito, as you called it. We were out of power for three days. Uh, I never had to worry about a thing. Basement still had full power. The kids watched TV. We watched Netflix. Uh, we had everything we needed here. Backup fridges downstairs. We just moved the stuff from upstairs to downstairs. No big deal. Ran extension cords out to my neighbors. They powered their lights and their fridges off of it. No issues. Super handy. Uh, don't have to worry about gas, generator, running it outside, carbon monoxide. It's just there when you need it. And it takes over by itself. Um, the other side to that, for a little bit of extra money, you can have another transfer relay. So during peak hours only, your AC um, runs off your batteries. And your batteries only charge on off-peak hours. And what that means is you're using that $0.04 cents a kilowatt to run your AC all the time. You're never paying that peak price gouging of 20 cents, 18 cents per kilowatt. Uh, It doesn't sound like a lot, but your AC is the most expensive appliance in your house. Even a high efficiency AC, even though it's only used used in summer months, those summer months, uh, you spend more on your electric for the AC than any other year round appliance that you have. These, that that's a fact. That's not just something I'm saying. Um, I, I'm able to run my AC for next to nothing. We're talking, you know, four cents a kilowatt because it's running on batteries during peak hours and the batteries charge up on off peak hours. And it took me two grand to build something. I've had it for two years. It's already paid for itself. And not only has it paid for itself, I have a badass battery backup. So if I lose power, my house is taken care of, my family's taken care of, no sumps that I have to try to run. No, no offense to you, Dave. Uh, you do what you have to do. But last time we lost power and, and Dave sump uh, running and it was you know starting to build up, he uh, he had his 400 horsepower generator, which was his Mustang with like one of those 12 volt plug in inverters you put to your car. So his Mustang was in his garage running an inverter with like 300 foot of extension cord run down to there's sump being plugged into it. And that's totally fine if you're home and you have an extension cord and you can run it. But I don't have to worry about I don't even have to be home and I don't have to worry about it. It's just there and it's already paid for itself. So so do you um, have schematics of this like for sale? Uh, for sale, I'll just give them to you. But I my the power box has schematic in it. So the next buyer of the house knows what's going on. You're very you're very kind. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like a nice thing to do. <laughs> I wish the person that owned the house before me would have done that with the breaker box because they're not labeled for shit. And it's, it's Ugh, oh, that's, don't even it. get me started. <laughs> it's so bad. I have, I have no idea. And for some reason, like there's an outlet in the garage that if I trip it, it shuts off a bedroom light and then some outlets in the basement. I'm like, what the fuck? Who wired this? What a nightmare. That was the only safety thing I had on this house when we did the inspection was that like one or two of the circuits were wired together in a way that they're like, this isn't, the best this is, it, this is it's, not what you it's call. not it's not a it's not a big deal but it's it's worth noting on your safety inspection <laughs> it's fantastic i have like a three season room patio sort of thing yep. and the power the uh, there's a couple outlets and a light with a fan and the only thing that shuts them off is the main breaker <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want <laughs> oh that's awesome oh <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. What's the worst that could happen? So that technically hits all of the talking points I had that I thought needed to be brought up. 
for me to be happy. That's just good planning because that's that's a full show. Yeah, a full show. Yeah, I love so. electric cars. I'm not against the idea. I just hate Tesla. Just just so we're perfectly clear on all of this. Now, I pr- you I pr- hate Tesla for what reason exactly? I hate the I hate the uh, business model of starting a company, getting a shitload of buy-in, and then not delivering in a couple of years. I hate that. Um, I I'm annoyed by Elon Musk, the Twitter troll that he is. That annoys me. Um, I also hate the shoddiness of their design work and their build quality. So anytime, anytime I walk past a Tesla, I'm just like Michael from, from, you know, he was on the show years ago. Um, I'm just like him that when I see a Tesla and I see the stupid iPad just stuck to the center console, I get physically angry. There's a, there's a model three, there's a model three at work that I walk past when I walk into the building every day and I see that stupid center console. I'm like, that's fucking bad design. That's so lazy. I hate it. We'll I just fucking it hate it. Here. Just just mold it into the dash. Do anything. It doesn't need to be 36 inches long. It doesn't need to be stuck out by itself on a little pedestal thing. It, it's just bad design, and I fucking hate it. Okay, fair. So um, before... Give me knobs and buttons, damn it. <laughs> there, there's something to be said there. Um, look back If you look back at pre-Tesla taking off what Elon's goal was. I stand behind him in that goal 100% and he delivered. It wasn't just to make an electric car. His goal was to force the hand of every automaker to have to go electric to keep up. He has definitely done that. I will not disagree yeah. with that one. Now think one about bit. it. If it wasn't for Elon, would, would we be seeing you know, uh, electric Chevys, electric Fords, uh, maybe like the Volt or something like that. But like they're saying like no gas motors past 2024, something like that. Um, that was his goal. And he did that. And for that, like I, I applaud the guy. In fact, I almost had the chance to meet him when I worked at my last company. At least I say I did. They were doing business with him and there was talk. Maybe he will come and look at the company. I'm like, if they do, I'm totally going to give the tour. <laughs> Never happened. They sent other people. He wasn't there. Uh, reached out to him. He didn't reach out back. He's going to listen to this podcast someday. I'm like, oh, Don Boss, I missed the chance to meet him. But no, he's th- yeah, then he's going to like, I hate that Robert guy. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. He's going to make a meme. And- yes. Yeah, exactly. He's going to make fun of me on his Twitter. But yeah. I, I don't Dude, have- if we could get Twitter trolled by Elon Musk, that would be the best day of my life. <laughs> Your show would go nuts. Yeah, that's true. That would be the greatest. Even if it's bad publicity, that's still good. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We would, we you could, would at least. You couldn't pay for that. We would we would get at least ten new listeners doing that. Minimum ten, <laughs> at least. Yeah. At least, yeah. yeah. So I think what he did was awesome. Not saying everything he does is awesome, uh, but forcing the hand of automakers to at least uh, consider the fact that electric cars will be the future, and they will be. Uh, whether you want it or not, electric cars will be the future of automotion, uh, automotion, automotive <laughs> vehicles in the next twenty years. Not saying that gas is going to be replaced. You'll still, I think, you'll always have the option to buy an internal combustion engine, but there will be a large fleet of electric vehicles. Um, the only issue is power density. Right now, that power density is limited to um, lithium. Yep. And there's already a new generation of battery that's came out that is double the power density of lithium. It's just a little unstable, so they got to work that out. Um, Minor details. There's other fuel cell options. There's magnesium fuel cells. There's a company that built a fuel cell that looks like a cassette tape, a, a very large cassette tape. 
like, you know, you take one, you, you put a pencil in it and wind it back up like a VCR tape. Yeah. It's magnesium on a large reel. And as the, the uh, magnesium despools um, and it goes through the dielectric material um, and transfer of electrons from um, it to another source creates a, a current. And when it's spent, you just take the cassette out and put a new one in. Huh. It's magnesium. The cool thing about magnesium is there's no, uh, when, when it's used up, it can be refactored back into magnesium again. Right. So it's also very flammable or it burns into a hot white fire. Yeah. Okay, well, that could be an issue. Like I said, there's so much gasoline in your so, tank. Just don't get off of the semantics guys. <laughs> no, but so is gasoline. Gasoline's no safe. Sure. No, you're not wrong. No, absolutely. And then people are like, Oh, lithium's dangerous. Okay. Well, if you buy chi- cheap Chinese cells and you see them like when you when you charge them up and they 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 explode, yes, lithium is dangerous because if you exceed the maximum voltage of a lithium cell, it becomes unstable and it becomes flammable. That flame that flame is toxic. It's very hard to put out. It is very dangerous. Um, that's why I, if you're going to play with lithium cells, I build my own battery packs. I probably won't be building my own battery packs for the scooter. And I'll probably be buying cheap Chinese ones. <laughs> so don't over voltage them, Robbie. No, that's, that's why you always invest in a good battery module. No matter what, how much you spend on cells, if you're going to buy budget cells, that's fine. Always, always spend more on the balancing circuit. It will save the cells. It'll give them a longer lifespan. And that's what's going to keep them from exploding. I don't care what cells you buy. Buy the high dollar US made quality controlled balancing board. That's good advice. Yeah. So, anybody out there playing with lithium cells, um, you should see some of the ones I've made. They're, <laughs> they're pretty sweet. I've got some pretty potent cells. Um, my city car will be running off of uh, hand built lithium cells that I made. So that's pretty cool. Adam's shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're fine. It, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. But yeah, never cheap on that. Well, yeah, that's, that's it. I'm done. Thank you for having me again. If you never want to have me again, that's fine. I understand. Oh, no, you'll, you'll, you'll be back regularly because this, again, this will be a very popular show. People are going to ask about it and then we're going to have to do another show because of all the conversations that happened because of this show, just like we did today. I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> I like having talking points. I like being able to bring, hey, um, Instead of spending all this money on this, this is how you can make it yourself. I think there's that's that's useful information. Yeah. Well, even if even if you didn't want to build things, or like if someone didn't want to have you build it for them, the idea of you built designing the schematic and then selling the schematic. I mean, shit, we did that with like race ramps back in the day. Um, you could go buy just for thirty bucks, you get the plans to build a bunch of different skate ramps, and then you could go to the hard or the lumber yeah, hardware store, or the you know lumber store is that a word anyways just go to the lumber the yard lumber yard i knew it's not store. just a strip club it's <laughs> it's only a strip club here yeah ah, gotcha teen viewer teen viewer <laughs> teen at the viewer. at the lumber yard where real men go what to get wood oh <laughs> oh i i see the confusion there yeah, that's, uh, yeah so i mean for 30 bucks you could get all these ramp, ramp plans and you just have to go to the lumber yard not the strip club and then uh yeah then build whatever you wanted or you could scale them. So yeah, if someone wanted to, if you wanted to do that, you could get your uh, schematics together and people would buy it. I'd buy it. Yeah, I'm all for that. Um, so I, I make pretty good schematics. Um, I use AutoCAD Electrical uh, for building them. So that, um, 
they look nice. It's not like hand drawn or anything like well, that. Yeah, people, and people can follow them and understand yeah. them. And it's a lot easier. And they can be digitally transferred pretty easy. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. Anyways, uh, reminder, where can people find you? So I have an email now for a tech boss from all the emails I've got. So they can all funnel into one location so I can answer all those questions for you. And it is techboss, T-E-K-B-O-S-S-L-L-C at gmail.com. You didn't want another Yahoo or Yahoo? No, no, yeah, that I've had that one since I was in high school. Time to move on, Don. Time to move on. It's still got so much like it's. There's so many things linked to it. I don't want to have to dick with it. It's just I get that. I I, I still have my Yahoo from like my first email, and I use that for fantasy football. That's the only thing I use it for. When when something's not important to ask for an email address, they get that one. Yes, I jumped on Gmail early. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had a Gmail for a long time. And there is a tech boss Instagram coming. I just need to finish making it. Or tr- converting I, your I current update one. Update it with, uh, what's that? Or convert your current one to a new name. Can you do uh, that? Yeah, instead of Dan Boss. My name is actually Don. Uh, if, you, if you got a hold of me on the Instagrams and call me Dan, uh, that goes back to the original. I used to. I don't, I, I don't know that we talked about that. You, didn't put, it, you didn't put it on the show. Was that before the show? Yeah, yes, it was, that was, it was pre- not on. It was that not was, public. That was when we were just chit chatting. Oh, uh, I used to call my. When people like in bars and stuff, I, I did a lot of I, I was you know, that fuck boy, quote unquote, lifestyle for a while. Um, and I, I would never give girls my real name at a bar. I would I, I told my name was Dan Boss, D-A-N-B-O-S-S. Uh, he has his own Facebook. He has a library card. If you Google him, it's a real person. It's And it's never had an image of me. Um, and I did that because I didn't want them to be able to look me up because I like my privacy. Um, but if the girl was a good privacy, time, that's what it is. Yeah. Privacy, yeah. If it was, or if something happened, they couldn't backtrace it. Like, where's that damn boss? He owes me child support. Um, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I, pre-planning, right? I, I'm a thinker. Uh, no. So, but yeah, if yeah. the girl, like, if I was legitimately interested in her and didn't want it to be like a one night stand. I would let her know, like, you know, my name is Don Boss. Like, I said, Dan Boss. I'm like, no, I was loud in the bar. It's Don Boss. What kind of name is Dan Boss? And then give her my real name. So there's an easy cop out there. So th- that's how Dan Boss came about. And then all my friends, uh, uh, when I was in my party phase, they're like, oh, let's, let's get drunk and let Dan Boss out of the cage. I'm like, you don't want that. But he gets out of the cage. He's hard to handle. Yeah. Adam's had to handle him a few times. It's it's not pretty. So, so you got to pick him up from jail the next morning. So, te- <laughs> so, so technically, Adam never punched Don. He punched Dan. No, that was Don. Oh, that, that was for Don. sure Don. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't being rambunctious. I was just being a joint. We were pretty boring in college yeah. in that respect. We did, yeah, we didn't really party much in college. No, we were pretty boring in college in that way. So it yeah. happens. I can't believe Catastrophic Cardio has, has beanies and I didn't own one. Right? Who made them? It had to have been Dustin. It had to have been, yeah. So I don't know. That's funny. The fact that they still exist and you had a picture of one made me catastrophic car audio. Oh man, <laughs> Dude, that's that's a legit story. Like to us, that's just like yeah, we did it. But like we lived the dream, quote unquote. We ran a stereo company in college. I mean, sort of. I mean, we bought stereo equipment for wholesale price. So that counts. We put we put stuff in a vehicle that was at SEMA. Sort of. What vehicle? So there was a there was a guy in Sioux Center, I think it was, that was. Uh, diesel swapping like Suburbans and Denali's. Yeah. Um, and I think we just put, I think they just put like a, like a seven inch flip up screen 
or something like that. It was just a real simple thing in the dash. Doesn't matter. That was all it was. Part of that. But that vehicle ended up in a booth at SEMA. It was oh, just, okay. it was a completely stock vehicle otherwise. He just put the diesel in it and then he got a booth at SEMA to try and sell some. And I don't think it ever went anywhere. Doesn't matter. We were at SEMA. But we we've had, I've, I mean, I put, a stereo, I put a stereo in a vehicle that was at SEMA once. So it's yeah. kind of well, a big deal. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Go, that goes on the resume, man. That counts. I mean, Robbie's got a couple of patents. Don probably has a couple of patents. Yep. I put a head unit in a car that went to SEMA. So yeah, you win. I get it. Same <laughs> Uh, guys, thanks a lot for having me again. I appreciate it. It's always fun to talk with you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming Bobby, on. Don't get, let's get together about the Apex thing. Like I said, I don't let things go very long without trying to work on them. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow, what are you doing tomorrow? Fixing my truck. <laughs> we haven't talked about it, but apparently I have a lifter issue on my truck because I can't get away from that. Regardless of what this, fucking this truck I buy. This isn't uh, an episode from the past. No nope. collect. The new truck. This, you clicked on truck. the correct well, I one. Have issues with. Yep. This is why. I well, he's a, he fixed this on the Avalanche like uh, two years ago. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. I'm 99% certain it's the roller on the lifter on cylinder two. It's not, it's not a It's not a knocking or a click it, or a ticking. It's the squeaking. It's a loud squeaking and it seems to all, all signs point to lifter issues. Do you know what truck has not had any issues and been super reliable? <laughs> yeah, how many vehicles has that towed across the country and back? Okay, well, we're not talking <laughs> about that. We're talking about reliability. That's, the, old, that's the only reason I bought a truck. That's the only thing I care about is driving. On the Ridgeline. Otherwise, <laughs> Robbie would still be in a fucking no, like a Toyota RAV4. A RAV4 like maybe, but yeah. I'm, I'm disgusted by uh, rogues now, though. You should be. As you should be. Which is totally fair. But yeah, so I'll be uh, verifying that tomorrow and then probably ordering parts. So let's uh, let's, right. let's worry about electronics later. <laughs> I, need yeah, a, I need a vehicle. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thanks yep. again. Catch everybody else next week.